week, the mischance. As we left off, level eleven. <laughs> everyone now. So much money at level eleven. Ah, <laughs> uh, not really. I mean, you literally get a new spell level. Yeah, but like I was about I'm to say, sorcerer. You, it's like it is what it is. You next level is a big deal. Yes. Next you are a... the weirdest bullcaster I've ever met in my life. Yeah. No. Disintegrate no, I, sucks. I got... Yeah, weird, weird You caster. are the weirdest bullcaster <laughs> I've well, ever met. It's no fireball, so it does suck, and standard to the best spell in the book. Yeah. Which is shrink item. Shrink item. Yeah, totally shrink item. Shrink I mean, item. honestly, I mean, chain lightning is better than disintegrate. I can't protest shrink item. If anyway. I'm, if I'm asleep, can you shrink item me because I'm an unattended object? So Arcadis and I, <laughs> Arcadis and I had a very long-winded conversation in the 11th level. <laughs> we are now. Yes. This fantastically focused party today. I roll this much when I sneak attack now. You're done. And as we had ended our previous session last week, Having finally tracked down Brazok Ilvarashma, the conjurer responsible for a great number of Kintargos, assorted was the possibly I was going to say the majority, but pretty much all yeah. of the problems that Kintargo has had at the hands of the Scarlet Triad, and even those that may have at once have seemed briefly unrelated. Defeating him and the. Uh, very large, very snippy devil. <laughs> very terrifying. Very terrifying devil that you came along with. We learned that Varys, the triad commander, who seemed to be at the head of all of this, is not in Kintargo. She's in Ravenel. The whole, like, country. Mm. Kind of barely. <laughs> and will actually be some distance to the south, some days, if not even weeks, journeying. And we had just started making our way down the tower. The Bellflower Tiller, Aldranior Drought, freed to take care of all of the other captives that the slavers had taken. You, uh, escorting Valia, who did not have a fantastic time in your previous encounter back down out into the streets of Kintargo proper. And exactly there is where we pick up with the question, uh, where is everybody headed as you leave Tennyson Tower? Well, before I leave, I'm actually going to dart into a side room, pull out a change of clothes, get the bloody clothes off me, change into cleaner clothes. I'm going to pull Resume in with me to help me because my arm's still kind of sore. Um, press digitation. My arm is sore. My, is my, clothes, my clothes are tore up. The thing did snip through the clothes. Oh, good point. You do look a little worse for wear. Well, I look awful. I feel awful. Well, let me fix is, you. Uh, gonna hit the tavern and do his version of rejuvenating himself, <laughs> and then he's gonna hit the war cage when he's nice and. <laughs> it was a good, good fight, lads. <laughs> <laughs> To be fair, I think he earned it, considering he... Marshall is out! Let's <laughs> drink a clock, my friends. So... I guess Roisin will take Valia to get some medical attention. I believe and... you two... Uh, it was Eleonora who had largely been tending to yeah. Valia. Uh, and she would still... I mean, she can walk, obviously. She is still quite weak, but she's been largely healed up by magic and your medical treatment now and is in no imminent danger of well, bleeding out or well, hopefully of passing out from blood loss or anything. Uh, but obviously she is 
still a bit shaken. The group of you, uh, Marshall, clearly absolutely unbothered, uh, would be pretty torn to shreds. Uh, your clothes, your armor, well battered and cut through, bloodied and beaten. Marshall has no concerns whatsoever. Drink o'clock. <laughs> even even though technically, actually, it's more reason for me to drink is because I did go down and then got back up. Well, it's, it's like ten in the morning. You went there in the morning. He's a dwarf. <laughs> I'm a dwarf. Now, so that's breakfast to me, or second breakfast if you want to get technical. breakfast. Now, <laughs> it is liquid bread. The liquid diet. <laughs> Now give me a minute, my darlings, because I have something here. This is why I bring this along. Not for you two. I can't do anything for <laughs> you, Marshall's really. Marshall's gone. He's not even here. He's like, he's like, ah, oh, we good? We good? But, cool, I'm out. <laughs> but girls, girls, attend me. What? What? Uh, she takes out uh, her little um, shrunk item wardrobe. Oh, God, not this thing. <laughs> and it explodes out, and she opens it up. I'm not wearing that dress right now. By my stars, that's the most fantastic thing I ever did see. This is a girl's best friend. I I can tell. I must admit, it's impressive. I will I'm not wearing a cast iron, I'm not cast iron corset. <laughs> Darling, I have other clothes in my closet. I will leave a lot of you to this. I have things to attend to down in lab. That's right, you do. I'm gonna leave the ladies to do the dresses. <laughs> You're headed uh, back to the floor below, Two Tushi. floors down, I think. <clears throat> I think it was literally the, the floor right below uh, where you'd face Brzak. So a it's lot, not so much here. done stuff there. It's more like, I think they uh, would have gone probably a little further because you still have all the rooms that Drought is working with on the top floor, the Alchemy Laboratory on the second, and it's the floor below uh, that just has the auditorium. So you go another one below that to split up into your side rooms to try and find somewhere private. So you more or less just stopped and just did not follow the whole way. Yep. There is science to be done. Yes. I mean, well, the three of you and Valia. Well, now that it's just us girls and you're half undressed, would you like to tell us something? Uh, depends on what I want to tell you. Would you like to tell us what the mystery with the mask thing is? Right, I oh, actually, I'm quite, I'm quite curious about that, too. I do say I think it's hardly time to press our friend for personal details at the moment. But oh. we're, we're doing girl things and getting dressed and putting on well, clothing and makeup. This, oh, I'm, I'm putting on... in the book there. It says that's the perfect time to actually bring this stuff up. She's correct. Uh, I have the book. It's not in the book. It's totally in the book. It's totally not in the book. And I agree with her. I'm, I'm putting on a clean dress. We're getting her to go see proper medical attention. She saw proper medical attention. She it's saw called magic. Oh, magic don't fix everything, dear. Of course it does. Don't magic. say things like that to me. Magic fixes an awful lot of things. Well, not everything. Most things. Unless there's something you'd like to tell us. Well, as far as I can see so far, and I mean no slight against your abilities, of course, Miss Blatterman, but I don't see the magic as of yet to reattach my... Arm. So, Give unfortunately, me. quite a bit beyond my abilities, but we could take it to the local temple. Uh, I actually have some connections there. Which I'm afraid is to say I've to, met them and spoke nicely. To my understanding, this border is more on the boundary of proper miracles. Right. The things you would hear of in, well, I know ancient rites or storybook fairy tales. I haven't heard much of magic reattaching entire limbs to people before. My hair is the stuff of storybook fairy tales. 
Well, she does spend an awful lot of time on it. Seriousness. I think Eleonora, was it? That is correct. Uh, I promise when there is a moment less pressure, I will do better to commit these names to memory properly. But again, today has been much of a whirlwind and I'm doing my best. Forgive me for any slights. We should ready ourselves as to not raise any proper suspicion in town, but then attend to things, no? Well, we have to speak to the council, and we have to attend Magical Girl High School. I'm really not entirely convinced that the council is really going to be able to help as much. And, pardon again my saying, I, I feel as if I'm just a continual bearer of negativity, but the Silver Council does have a lot on their plates. I don't know if it'll be so simple to get a hold of them or to get audience. After all, oh. they're worried about that whole war with Indal thing, which isn't actually happening. Yes. It takes I, up a lot of their time. I feel like that is why we should have somebody who has a lot of respect and reputation in this community talk to them. Are you thinking of asking uh, Lady Gorok to go and do it for us? Precisely. She might be up for the task. We go approach her. Yes, I was thinking that that would be something that we could do um, once, you know, we have a, a closer relationship with her. I'd like to get to know her first before I go asking favors. I'm unfamiliar with this, Lady Gora. You're going to love her. She's so scary and awesome. She's, she's on the school for girls in the area. She's right terrifying. Oh, this is the uh, mistress of the finishing school, school you'd spoken of earlier. Yep. We're going to go same. get finished. That came out wrong, didn't it? I do wonder perhaps if you're of right mind for what the finishing school is, Miss Glatterman, but still I feel we're all a fair bit elder for that, no? Well, for one thing, the lady actually gave us direct invitations directly from her hand. Uh, for another thing, I do believe that perhaps Resume doesn't quite understand what a finishing school is because she told me what a finishing school was and then we went there and it was very different from what she told me. Look, there are traditional finishing schools and then there are strange magic people finishing schools, apparently. I went to the more traditional one. Um, I learned things. I then purposefully forgot them. Um, anything akin to the experiences of my own childhood, childhood, I am far remiss to return. But I... Cannot say the teachings are not helpful. <gasps> there, you look lovely. She puts you um, in a uh, something rose-colored, uh, more like a like a darker pink with a little bit of red in it. Um, uh, uh, sort of a midline bodice. Um, she puts her hair up, and she kept the skirts um, light and frothy so that you had plenty of room to move around. Oh, this is this is absolutely perfect. Now, if you don't mind. I got a bar to go see. You're going to go drinking? Like going drinking party. with Marshall. Yeah, he I got quite a lot of them. He's only been here for a little bit, but he's uh, become quite well acquainted with it. Well, right now, if you don't, if you don't mind, she's holds up her hand, her whole hand is shaking. I'm a little bit still shaken up after the whole incident up top. Right, the grievous injuries. Uh, grievous injuries, seeing dead people's faces and the, the faces of devils, um, body parts floating you, around a giant you, thing. You saw what? saw my mother's face in the face of those devil things that y'all fighting out in the main hall. Why, that's uh, horrifying. Oh, it's those absolutely terrifying. Creatures were unsettling, to be certain. I, I didn't see anything. Never seen anything quite like them. I hope I never see anything like them again. If that's what a devil is, I... <sighs> I almost hold pity 
to those sent to such an afterlife, regardless of their tasks in life. Well, that's awful. I'm so sorry. I had no idea you all went through that. Did you? For a bit. I've seen my father bad enough in my dreams, so seeing him there wasn't such a shock. She'll give you a big hug. So, this tower may be oh, long since forgotten by a dwindling academy, but we shouldn't linger too, much, too long. It's done well the off chance. That was quite a racket. Yes, perhaps we should leave. An eighth story of an abandoned tower still, but we wanted to have to explain all of this to the town guards. But not the meeting though? with the Silver Council that you were hoping for. What are we, though? Are we? I'm sorry, I'm afraid I don't quite understand. Well, I guess my point being that we're effectively here, unofficially, you might say. One of the advantages of uh, fighting a Shadow War is you don't actually have to really write any after-action reports afterwards. Well... Per perhaps, perhaps I'm being a bit too, com too complicated. I understand I suggest that. we walk away and just don't come back and don't tell anyone we are here. Well, of course. Seconded. Was, well, largely what I was suggesting. Not that we run screaming from the building like our hair's aflame, but that we leave before, well, perhaps someone comes to investigate or more of the triad show up. No one's going to come in. There's a velvet rope across the front. It said closed on it. That stops most folk. Present well, company excluded. Purpose. Also, if anyone comes in here, all they're going to see is four girls dressing up. I mean, anything could mean that. And they'd have to climb up three flights of stairs to see that, and at which point we could be, we'd be perfectly within our rights to beat them senseless. Especially since we're not put together as we should be. It's rude of them to come in without knocking. Exactly so. And once once that happens, they're not likely to climb up the rest of the stairs. They won't be in any condition for one thing. You find surprisingly similar companies, Miss Clatterman. You remind me a lot of, uh, what was it, the farmer friend of yours, Mr. Bates? I remind you of Mr. Bates? No, but uh, Mr. Sheen here. Similar humors, if nothing else. Ah. Probably, but, probably because of our uh, simple backgrounds. I, I think you're prettier than Buford. Oh, kind of you to say so. A lot of folk are prettier than Bu. Either way, <laughs> I'll see y'all later. Uh, goodbye. I'm going to figure her out one of these days. Before you go, where, when will we see you again? Oh, come down to the tavern for a drink. I'll buy you around. All right. Uh, which tavern is? Well, the one. One close, there's one close to where y'all are staying, right? Uh, we, we are, there's actually one inside of the place we are staying, which you can't right, meet us there. Uh, let's see here. That would be the... Oh, yeah, I tried always drugging after dark. Yobolus. I have notes. Thank you. <laughs> I don't. Of all people. You just got so, spanked. That's, I was helping. I just figured, I just figured Marshall's gonna... The name's Renair, in fact. I wrote that down, too. Wow. wow. Big brain, please. But uh, yes. But when she, uh, when she work? She told you what, what day she's there. Oh, she did. Whoa! Whoa, pop quiz. Pulling it out. That's true, that's true. All right, that's fair, that's fair. I could make an answer up, but I'll Should just I go ahead and take the L. I feel like it. <laughs> <laughs> Got Crazy. Got him. <laughs> so, <laughs> with, uh... Eleanor also departing into town. What? If he was playing an investigator, he would have written down the days. <laughs> Odd. The, uh, the three of you, Resme, Rasheen, and uh, Valia, 
not much more to do in this tower, and to your recommendation, I imagine I'll be leaving early, subtly, as if nothing had even happened, leaving an actual swath of corpses behind you, uh, including a giant devil robot monster, which... And me. Is something that someone else can deal with at a later occasion. <laughs> the lizard once, and Once I. the school gets their janitorial budget together. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to have a difficult time renovating the upper floors of this tower. Just out of idle curiosity, because it just kind of occurs to Roisin and Nick at the same time right now. Um, <laughs> those um, snippy bits that that, uh, that robot had, robot devil thing had, what, uh, what are those snippy bits made out of? Uh, as far as you can tell, they are a strange alloy, not terribly far from uh, traditional steel. They don't immediately seem to be exceptional. Okay. Uh, but again, it's not like you can exactly kind of glance at a metal and tell if there's anything insanely unique about it. But I mean, it's not. It's not clearly not adamantium. But I'd recognize it's not cold iron or silver. and adamantium. Yeah, and like that there, it is a hardened metal, as far as you can tell, if not literally steel, near functionally identical to it. And if it has any kind of strange properties, uh, they are not immediately apparent. Okay. Um, so that's do, do want... good enough. Uh, Roshin is not going to start, like, hacking bits of it apart well, to cart to which crafter. Or well, do you want me to just shrink it down and you can we can bring it with us and you can study it later? You get a mechanical frog spider demon uh, to your list of tiny things that you keep in your bag. <laughs> <laughs> you never know, it might actually come in handy. It's true. I mean, honestly, like, when I'm at a party and I'm just d just bewildered about what to talk about, I know that this is what I pull out as a conversation starter. <laughs> just, just I don't want to be here anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and suddenly an interlocutor just... <laughs> interlocutor corpse. Corpse. In the center of the room. Not preserved, either. Nope. Well, oh. the flashy bits of it... Got pretty much away. burnt away into ash instantly at the strike of the good magic. So, so it is basically just bloodied metal now. Uh, so we looks like a murder weapon. Oh. I'm going to make with the magic. Everyone, back up. But you're making it smaller. Why should I have to back up for that? Because I have to make large hand gestures. It's expected. Oh yes, of course, of course. I understand. Um. So she'll begin the ten-minute process. Just flapping your hands around for ten minutes. And Severin will be flapping his, too. <laughs> he thinks it's necessary. Quite a ritual to perform. <laughs> as, uh, with this ten-minute incantation, again, returning the body. Oh, it's so, with the size of the thing, it doesn't matter. It just becomes yay big. It yep. doesn't matter how big the original item Great was. Spell. I mean, it has a limit, but, like, only technically. <laughs> you can't shrink a house. That's pretty much the line for shrink item. You could shrink a small house. You could shrink a small house. It's 80 bulk. <laughs> A shed. You could shrink a small house. There's like a, a I'm pretty sure there's a cubic feet line, too. It's a, there it's is. It's 80 bulk or some amount of cubic feet. Like 20, I think. Anyway. That's not. That's like an outhouse. <laughs> that's a small house. 20 cubic feet? No, no, sorry. 20 feet. A cube, 20 feet on a oh, side. Oh, okay. I was like, 20 cubic feet? Like, I don't even know that that's an outhouse. Like, that's pretty... Uh, cube, yeah. 20 foot side. I actually want to go, go reread it. No, is, like, you can take this room as much. You could shrink, shrink item of everything this, in this entire room. Pathfinder studio. <laughs> we shrink item and deploy it at a moment's notice. See? Look. Now it's a chess piece. I'm already gone. <laughs> 
Now, are you, you were glad? there casting for ten minutes? Eleonora is gone. You see, yeah, she's I was caught up the marshal already. Ten minutes. But I'll, I'll add that to as you walk the things the in bar, my bag. You already see like the barmaids like struggling as and you just hear loud dwarf noises. <laughs> loud dwarf. Loud <laughs> <laughs> <Loud> dwarf noises. <laughs> I don't. What par, what parse are those? I don't. I don't. I'm grunting, groaning, chugging. If I have to describe them to you, you don't want to know. Okay. Yeah, I feel like leaving that there is probably the better course of action. Probably something akin to steel wool on a glass. Ooh. Or steel bars wrapped all around you. Plus, or ear shattering belching. Ooh. Oh, I'm sorry. I should be more specific. Uh, dwarf noises and dwarf smells. That are occurring from Nabar. He's so not a pleasant drinking partner. <laughs> no, he is not. I'm entertaining. I didn't say I was, you know. <laughs> so I imagine Marshall would. Did you head back to the Yolobolis, or is there a different uh, tavern in town that has been more to your liking? Uh, I probably hanged out there for uh, the, the main one for, for a little bit at the inn. And the then. Uh, so that'd be where Eleonora would, would <laughs> yeah. catch up to yep. you in the. Because that's the only one I really know. Otherwise, there's not too many taverns I would really feel like going to. And, yeah. uh. Trashik, as you are upstairs, still uh, remaining in the tower alone to try to finish up some of the experiments the alchemists had, had going, some of their projects, their productions. Worst case scenario, if reinforcements come along, I'm the only one with a get-out-of-jail-free Worst card. case scenario, shut up, I'm Kashyyyk. <laughs> <laughs> See, this cape, this cape says I'm leaving. Bye. I don't even think you need to worry about the cave says you're leaving. What are they going to do? See, see you? you? With their <laughs> the cave, to be fair, the tower is mostly dark. You're so. literally everyone's imaginary friend. Who leaves them very real knives stuck between their ribs. <laughs> so as you're up there uh, working, uh, like I said, there's three tables scattered throughout the laboratory that seem to be operating completely different projects. Uh, even in entirely different fashions, as if all of the alchemists had sort of just been doing literally whatever the hell they wanted on their various tables. They didn't seem to be working collectively toward anything, and there's no really uh, overarching navigation or connection between these various setups. So as you go uh, to try to work toward them, one of them uh, in particular seems to be a batch of a strange poisonous extract uh, from a local flower that grows not in Kintargo, but not too much further inland uh, from the Ravenel coast. That would certainly take the least amount of effort to wrap up, and you figure you can probably do that within the morning, even a little bit of the afternoon, uh, with a good enough crafting check. Well, I'm a master with a plus 17. That's probably a good enough crafting check. What do they have? Sounds like it. You are actually worse at this than they are, but uh, that is kind of their whole job. Uh, 26. Which, so, if... We don't have session rerolls. I was about oh, to say that. Because I was going to say, if you would take this coin and I don't have I got coin. this big old stack of villain points from Link1429 for the show even started. And I was so excited about my... Which I got to put on the screen, by the way. Uh, which I was so excited about my own <laughs> new pile of fancy beat the PCs to death wealth mm. that I forgot I was supposed to give you coins, too. You are so selfish. 
<sighs> I guess you guys can have sesame rolls. All right, here's yeah. what we're going to do. I'm going to give you these. I'm going to give this to you. And you're then you're gonna, gonna say I get a twenty-seven, and you're gonna hand it back to me. Okay. All right, I got a twenty-seven. Thank there you, sir. you go. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Come again. This is the part where you reroll it. This is the part where you reroll it. Oh, there's a script. I, thought, I got a twenty-six. I thought you were saying just give oh. me the coin and say I got a twenty-seven. Oh, I thought you twenty. That was I was just off. No, I thought twenty-six. Is what no, you I did. rolled a nine with a plus seventeen. Solid. That so, is way um, better. That is That's categorically double. better. <laughs> so, uh, 35. 35. 36, actually. 35. No, 35. You do have access to a, uh, if you don't have an item bonus on your crafting check, the complete access to all of these crafting uh, laboratories here would certainly merit a plus one from expanded alchemist tools. Uh, and as a matter of fact, you also feel that you could just kind of scavenge some bits and, bo bits and bobs from bits this bobs. to your uh, to create your own semi- Portable uh, expanded alchemist tools that you can already. bring along with. So you already have an item bonus on your crafting chair. Yes. You dingleberry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you make this hard? <laughs> Why are you like this? I was enjoying the bips and bops. <laughs> I think he legitimately enjoys the face you make when you suffer. So is you. <laughs> and this is why we have a growing freaking mini graveyard over there. It's not like the face on your, uh, on your uh, look on your face, but I kill your characters. <laughs> <laughs> I know it makes me sad. But, uh... <laughs> we did it, Chad. We broke squid. <laughs> it's only the first time today. Don't worry. It's been what thirty minutes. Like, come on. <laughs> Dude, we haven't even started school yet. <laughs> the intro. Uh, you're able to finish up a fairly large brewing batch that they had going throughout their apparatus on this table, which is going to put out eight doses of a poison that without local access to this flower, you figure would, well, be relatively impossible to brew. It is an interesting extract that you have found. Uh, and would I be able to get the recipe as well? Yes, but you would have a very difficult time crafting it outside of Kintargo. Uh, but putting it together with all their notes and everything, you would obviously, uh, by the time this is distilled, be fully aware of exactly how this is going to work. Uh, it is a potion that the simple vapors are powerful enough to do the work. It's not even a potion that is meant to be consumed fully. The liquid just mm. produces this aromatic, almost odorless uh, gas. Would this which be is the same as the metal containers that we already found? Probably, but you haven't identified those yet. Yeah, so I don't know what it is until I'm making it. Right. But and with this, you would be able to definitely identify what those containers were. Uh, that Those are almost certainly the same thing. This, this inhaled potion is going to make the imbiber or the victim very slow to think. Uh, and inflicting almost like either like a stage above a drunken stupor. It's not going to do any physical damage to them. Uh, this potion or this, this poison is never going to be lethal. Unless astronomical concentrated doses were applied to somebody. But it is going to make them feel physically weak and feel pretty dumb. 
mechanically, as you put this together, you're going to be aware this is going to make them both enfeebled and stupefied. Uh, and it can go up to a pretty hefty amount of enfeebled and stupefied with prolonged, severe exposure. But you also know that it is not extremely fast-acting. It is an inhaled poison. It's not like something you're going to whip out in combat anyway. Uh, but it does typically take a couple of minutes the effects to really start to set in. It is, however, relatively long-lasting, and a decent dose of it can leave somebody addled for a full day. Does it have a name so I can put it on my character? Addlebrain. Okay. Now you're just making stuff up. I am not. Addlebrain. <laughs> so, like, basically, if the slavers wanted to, like, make a cargo of slaves really pliable for a day, this would be perfect. This would be the perfect, perfect poison, poison for that situation. Mm-hmm. Big brain. To expose hypothetically a group of uh, fairly well-built men and women they had captured that were while they kept them floor. upstairs so that they would be more easy to manage and take care of. Noticing. This is not in the app. That is because it is in the book. The book. Okay. This is, a, yeah, this is actually from Tomorrow Must Burn. Must burn. This is a new poison. I will just write that down then. There's probably a campaign-specific drop-down on that. We'll find it later. Yeah. yeah. So, Addlebrain, eight doses, and I have the formula. Yep, and you would have the formula, which would be very difficult to, uh, to make elsewhere. Uh, that creation, since it was mostly done, you'll be able to wrap up today, but the other two stations trying to finish up whatever exactly it was they were doing... Uh, is certainly going to take you some downtime days back here in the tower. Uh, looking through the other two, one of them is relatively simple and quite obvious what it was they were working on as it's, well, sort of hard. Is it drugs? To hide the scorpions that <laughs> they were extracting the scorpion venom from. That one's pretty straightforward. Uh, so you're relatively confident. Let me find it real quick. That uh, one of these tables is distilling some giant scorpion venom. And... Can I find this? Giant With Google? Scorpion venom. I am searching eating Google. I think it's just literally the... Oh, it is quite... Okay, well, I, I just found the beast here. It's quite literally the poison that a giant scorpion has. Uh, while that is not a particularly potent poison, uh, it is one that is distilled from uh, giant scorpions from the south of Thuvia or Assyrian. Uh, it is lethal uh, when distilled into doses to use on people. This is this is more uh, put on your weapon and kill people with the poison. This is more probably sell it because it's not nearly. Yeah, as but it's dangerous. not. It's not nearly <clears throat> as powerful as the adult brain. And uh, I'm currently holding wyvern poison. Yeah, giant scorpion <laughs> poison is not super duper impressive. You figure that one would take you one day to wrap up. It's pretty simplistic. It's good money. The other one you are unsure. The other one's going to take time using inventor. And it, yeah, and it's also going to take you some uh, some time to even figure out what exactly it is. That one seems to be much earlier on in the process. Okey-doke. So, Roshin and Resme and Valia, as you make your way out of the tower, you go where? Uh, I'd like to go to Lady Gora's and tell her how everything turned out. I feel like we owe her that, if nothing else. Fair enough. Uh, I'd also like to go ahead and stop by the Temple of Desna. They were a bit helpful earlier, and I'd uh, like to give them a bit of an update. And it's, uh, 
never hurts to go and uh, have people ooh and ah over your battle wounds afterwards. Uh, sure. Shall we go there first? Very good. So, uh, hmm. heading out to that Temple of Desna that you'd been to before, the two of you easily find your way inside to that open atrium. Uh, sky, and uh, early enough in the morning, sun pouring down from above. Uh, it would be on a wheel day morning, not terribly busy. Probably even less occupied than it had been the last time you'd come by. Desden temples are, for, are far more busy around sunrise, sunset, and the late evening, not too long after. Uh, but still, someone would tend to you relatively quickly. Uh, another one of the many robed priests constantly bobbing about, welcoming you and asking if, they, uh, if there's anything they can help you find or any services they could lead to you. I was hoping if I could talk to the uh, the head priestess here. She helped me a bit earlier uh, with some supplies uh, for hunting demons in town, and I wanted to report my success and thank her for a couple of contributions. Oh, well, that's certainly fantastic news that I'm sure she'll be glad to hear. Oh, please, one moment. Uh, I will see if she is available. Of course. And after a brief couple-minute wait, uh, the elderly priestess would be returned back out to the courtyard to meet with you once more. Looking up at Roshin, the smile, obvious recognition, you are a pretty noteworthy human being. Jesus. <laughs> you are not difficult to uh, re-identify or remember. And uh, she comes up with not, ah, my acolyte tells me that that's you found success of this what we were able to provide you. Exactly the case, and uh, much again appreciate uh, what you're able to provide for me. Um, I wanted to stop by and let you know that uh, everything worked out okay, um, even though it's a bit of a hard fight. Uh, and we actually found that uh, the person behind it all uh, was uh, a vile conjurer working with a slavery ring. Um, he uh, did not come quietly, unfortunately, but at the very least, uh, Kentargo's problems with devils, ghosts, and hauntings should be over with. I have heard many troubling and conflicting rumors in past days, weeks even. So if truly Zephyr is so uh, the product of some vile sorceries inflicted from on high, then not only will I thank you, but the town surely as well. You make Kentargo a brighter place under shining stars. But you need not thank me or any of our acolytes for humble assistance. We simply provided the tools. The tools provided to us by the grace of Desna and her magics and the conduit of our very worship here. Of course, of course. And uh, as express an appreciation for uh, the tools being available and uh, your lady for providing them. Oof. And Roshin is showing up with like cut open armor, bloody tabard, and all But you don't seem bothered at all. No. And I mean, they do nope. run a... Resume looks like a mess. Like, Resume has <laughs> actually not gotten healed at all, and Resume looks like she's, she's like... About to <laughs> like, Resume looks like... I mean, she's not about to, like, fall over or anything, but she definitely looks like she's in fairly bad shape. After everything, I was probably the one in the best condition. I it turns out hiding in the corner is great for your health. <laughs> it, 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 it half my health in one hit. It's pretty snippy, yeah. I wasn't about to get hit again, but... <laughs> no, I learned the first time, bye. <laughs> Have fun, nerds. <laughs> she nods again. I can see that you... Well, you seem very much to have hurried here with some haste. 
Uh, did you seek healing, uh, more of our magical aid, perhaps? Is it comforts that the Dream Warden could give you? We are a bit stretched on our resources for today. It might not be amiss. Uh, well, After all, it wouldn't do to present yourself to our honored guests that we'd like to go see uh, with your hair all messed up and uh, my have hair, on your dress. My hair is in fine condition, and I changed my dress, but that does not change the, the wounds beneath it. And Priorities, you understand. Hair comes first. And, uh... <laughs> oh, I just realized we killed the rumor! Oh, that we did. No, the rumors might persist, actually. Uh, but, uh, but we actually took care of what was behind it. That was well done. I guess some... Some comfort wouldn't go amiss. Perhaps a cup of tea. Tea can perhaps binding the wounds a bit too. Tea can readily be fetched, but while my hands may be old and weary, several of the acolytes in our fine temple uh, can tend to you with skills that I once held great pride in. Uh, if it is magical aids and comforts that you seek, or perhaps even bound within further scrolls. We can again be of use as we can. I do not doubt the services you claim to have served to Kintargo. You wear your pride as you do your scars. It is as obvious as the sun rising now above this very sanctum. Right, kind of you to say so. And uh, scars and pride, one and the same in many cases. Um, I suppose we don't have to... If, if you're up for just having a seat and rest and... Yeah, uh... Oh, um, perhaps you'd be willing to look at something that we actually found that is uh, within the, the purview of your goddess uh, while we're here. Well, of course. Uh, if it is something that you wish uh, translated or... Well, it's uh, actually something... We know what it does. It's just a little odd, and I've never seen one before, so I wanted to see what you thought of it. Well, you've certainly piqued an old woman's curiosity now. Um, she'll pull out the dreamstone. Uh, and... I suppose Roshin will pull out the mate that came with it as well. So as you take these out, her eyes are almost visibly bright. I mean, they are both engraved with a sort of Desden iconography, uh, the one that you now bear literally with the symbol of the butterfly prominent across the center of it. She takes it from you, and uh, she holds it very kind of gently in her wrinkled hands. This... I believe I need no magics or detections, divinations to understand that uh, you've come across a dreamstone. These are rare these days, and stories are to be believed, but much less so in times past. And uh, she shifts it over kind of to one hand, still just sort of gently running her finger across the uh, the tracing of the butterfly atop it. But if, if this is truly a, a functioning dreamstone, they are powerful artifacts. Some say once a magic handed down by the goddess herself. If you possess this and you did not come across it well, this very morning, I'm sure you're already familiar with its purposes. Uh, the, the provenance was more of interest to me. I don't... I like to appreciate things for their history as well as what they can do. Well, moreover to the fact, though, is uh, in the past couple of nights it hasn't seemed to be working as well far as it used to. I 
understand. So you have had this uh, for some time in your possession? Well, a couple of weeks. Uh, not even that long, perhaps. Maybe a week and a half. It's so difficult to tell. The days tend to run together. People trying to kill you tend to make things go faster. I can tell from Mors and just the wounds you bear now is that, well, how you carry what would be to many such a great pain with little complaints tells this this is not your first brush with battle. But these, these are interesting. It is possible that its magic may wane much as the moon does in the night sky. Oh, interesting. Maybe uh, this appears to be one quite old uh, from ancient, ancient times. Uh, I believe even just looking at the designs on this and the prayer included, uh, it is elven in make. Of course, Desna herself uh, got very much appropriated by humanity for her purposes, her domain, her demeanor. <laughs> like so many. That she bestows. But there were not many of the ancient elven pantheon that were so readily accepted. Desna, one of the few. Uh, the few. Calistria, another. Yes, Alceta, the goddess my family worships, is not often mentioned. But this, wherever it was found from, may simply have run its course, but uh, if you wish and you will allow it, this is an item of interest enough to me that I, I do wish to peruse its depths myself uh, for no cost, no charge, uh, no woes of your own. I your simple allowance for me to explore what a dreamstone this ancient has to offer is all the payment I ask. I should love to have your opinion, and, and I had hoped that you would find it. I thought it might mean something to you. You're very kind. Thank you again for your help. Learn from what is different. It is a common aphorism of our people, and this... I'm different. If you have come across this stone, most certainly, and you had another. Yes, indeed. Uh, it's a different color. Uh, this one being pink uh, versus the blue. Uh, but the design seems similar enough. Uh, similar in that they both bear Disney iconography. This one, more one of the heralds. Uh, this is the gleaming wing. It hmm. is one of her, I believe, archons, are hmm. the more standard understandable titles. Uh, one of those that is said to travel to and fro from the night sky itself down to the dreaming, dreaming minds of the most devout, deliver them their evening's rest, hmm. their dreams, messages. Uh, a messenger much uh, unlike a courier to Contago, but for the divines and the realms. I'm familiar with the concept. Uh, please. The sun does shine brightly so early in the morning. If you can take these to the archives, and I will examine them there. You're very kind. Thank you. And uh, she would lead the pair of you back once more into the same library where they had fetched the <coughs> couple of scrolls. Well, the scroll with which you had shadow yeeted a demon back from whence he came. <laughs> Money. We bought two. I've still got one. I cast a hundred gold! Yeah. <laughs> Bag of money, sock, wham! <laughs> Down he goes. I, Very effective money sock. I, yeah. I said to hell with money and took the spell. So, as you head back there, we'll hop over here to uh, Marshall and Eleonora, who after you've met up in Yolobolus Inn, <laughs> what's going on with you two? 
Well, first How thing... are you looking? <laughs> well, what time is it? I was <laughs> just fair. It's Tuesday. Um, I was pretty messed up. I will say that. So Marshall's covered in all sorts of cuts, bruises, and everything else. But he, but Marshall being well, Marshall, he doesn't care because he's got food and he's got booze. That's all he cares about, and that's his way of you know catching himself up. <laughs> so probably Eleanor is walking into very very questionable things happening at the at the bar slash tavern. Doesn't even phase her. She walks on by, goes up to her room, comes back down. Actually, before she walks up, she gets a shot of whiskey, then goes up to her room. Do you have a place in, the, in Yellow Bliss, too? Yeah. I said that when we first came here, I said this is where I was staying at the oh, same right, tavern. Right, right. Yeah. Same in. Right. Yeah, same in. What a coinkadink. What a coinkadink. How um, convenient. The thing that would only happen to a party of protagonists. <laughs> <laughs> or stalkers. Um... She's actually going to spend some time up there tending to herself because she actually never tended to her own wound, so she's still bleeding. Um, and after that, everything she's going to... Everything hurts and I'm dying. Yeah, everything <laughs> hurts and I'm dying. She's going to come back down to Marshall. She's not wearing the mask. She just has her face covered in bandages. She's wearing very plain clothes at this point. She puts a bar soap in front of him. Yeah, of course, he just looks at her. Oh, what's that for? You're going to... You know, nibble on it, whittle on it, I don't know. Well, it's for you when you're done drinking and you sober up a little bit. You smell the high heavens. Ah, smell like a dwarf. You smell worse than a dwarf. Have you not been around Rasheen? Oh, she smells <laughs> of blood and viscera, and you can get used to that. I cannot get used to your musks. What? what? It's like, well, you know... Yeah, a sneeze comes from comes from these two. Hush. With that comment, Marshall just proceeds to take a huge bite of a raw onion in front of you and then farts. I have. <laughs> All right. It's early in the morning, but by the time that you get here, Marshall's the only person. Yeah, I can now, tell. Right there, while needing to bring a decent amount of drink and food, is stood. Like opposite back corner. I'm gonna. As far as possible, still being around and available. Dwarves are like onions. Almost we have watching layers. in horror. <laughs> this is quite a display. <sighs> I'm sorry. I couldn't help it. I can't. Clearly, you cannot know. Well. Just keep eye contact. When do you when do you like take take patrons out of your bar? Like when do you evict them? Uh, you just like at what point? Looks up. Well, I'm, I, I apologize, Miss Anora. Um, but uh, could uh, sir, perhaps? I don't know. <laughs> Keep. A little more to yourself. I have noticed that you drove most of the rest of the the morning patrons off. But, uh... Just kind of looks down. Have you ever... I got a question for you, Marshall. What's that? Have you ever tried just tavern hopping? That's a thing? Well, yeah, you just go down the street. Every tavern you stop in, get a couple drinks, and you keep on going. Oh, that's just a... That's just a... After supper drink. Quarter moon. 
uh, quarter moon down the road. Uh, they have a fantastic mead. Well, I'll finish this gig and then I'll hop over there. <laughs> I tried. Is there, is there a brewery just outside the city walls, I believe? He just Farm. picks up the entire keg and just starts. I said, I'll finish the keg and then I'll hop over there. Intimidate <laughs> <laughs> <a> check. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Give me the coin. <laughs> you know what? Worth it. Worth it. Worth it. Still better. Um, 29. Sis. <laughs> 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 Apologies, sir. I, I... Glug. 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 <laughs> well, I was going to discuss the possibilities. I'm putting a performance here for your patrons tonight, but right now What's I cannot is... stand the stench. What's sad is, as you see this, you actually see the wounds on Marshall slowly close up with every glug of oh, alcohol. That's disturbing. <laughs> um, Powered by booze. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'll be back in a couple hours when he leaves. Um... Discuss some business. <laughs> when I'm feeling better, I'm gonna go get a drink down down the road. Uh, what what'd you say it was? Quarter moon. All right, thank you. Let's put a gold piece on the counter. I'll be back. That's for later. Quest Miss Eleanor, and uh, she'll take it, pocket it, and retrieve immediately back in the corner. Hang now, like stare at the floor on the opposite side of the counter for Marshall. <laughs> not look his direction. Not connect. Look down here. As I'm walking off. Hope he goes away. I heard if a it long makes you feel better, Marshall. Please. As Marshall puts the keg down, he goes, Ah, you know what? Since you've been so nice. Sack of gold. That's for the damages. Walks out. <laughs> Insert appropriate cost of damages down. <laughs> plus tip. Yes, plus tip, because she's been surprisingly nice. However, I, I got a little mad when she's like, oh, it's outdoor. Like, let, listen, let the dwarf finish the cake. Let him finish it. I'm drinking, lady. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you when I'm done. <laughs> so you two are drinking the rest of your morning, and I'm sure into the afternoon away. He's working to finish his dose of battle brain. Um, the Desmond Priestess takes some time finishing uh, and kind of investigating the pair of dreamstones here. And as she looks the both of them over, with her various castings, her machinations, occasionally bringing through an acolyte for a pinch of incense or uh, several strange that appear to be divining implements, uh, one a small forked rod, uh, one that appears to be not much more than a simple wooden wand, uh, barely even really polished to be straight, little more than a stick, really. She nods, uh, telling you throughout that the uh, the more she learns about the objects themselves. Uh, this, surprisingly enough, given their apparent age, these both seem to be fully functioning dreamstones. Uh, the pair of them still holds the weight of magic, uh, perhaps not what they were imbued with originally, but should certainly serve their purpose. Uh, either of them, born on, you know, on your person, uh, overnight when you sleep, should allow simple, pleasant rest and fine dreams cultivated in the Desmond Gardens themselves. Hmm. Can you eat That's them? Can I? 
<laughs> she seems like not disturbed at all by the fact that you're bird types. <laughs> Are they edible? They eat some, little fellow. Well, they are very much stones imbued with the magic of Desna herself. But, but, I suppose perhaps a giant, a troll, maybe could uh, could eat them. But 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 if you can't eat them, what's the point? Well, little bird, there are great many things in this world that serve greater purpose than to please the palate. But a life so simple as one. I, in some ways, envy. My life is not simple, but I thank you very much for being so respectful of me. I think Nick is getting more fun out of you than you are. Well, because he gets to play with it. Uh, ignore him, please. He's, uh, he's upset. He's been trying to get into my pocket and peck away at them for a week now. A very opinionated fellow he seems to be. You have no idea. But either of these dreamstones still seem to hold their enchantments. It is interesting to see how differently, how eloquently almost, they are woven. The magics, uh, having perused the depths of them, uh, the lattices of various layers of enchantments across them, there is no doubt in my mind they are authentic. Uh, these dreamstones predate even the worship of uh, many of the gods that still walks throughout this city. Abadar himself, or very much so, Odin. Hmm. These well, are ancient, ancient elven magics permeated through these stones, and they still hold their luster to this very day. They, they come from a very ancient elven place. Well then, if the magics are so strong and they're still working, why haven't you been getting a good night's rest? I don't know. Hmm. I'll just keep an eye on you tonight. I've been having horrible nightmares, but I um I recently lost my twin brother. It was very painful to me. A dreamstone is a powerful artifact. But it is not infallible. They are aids to help one with this situation to to lull them comfortably into pleasant rest, but they are not impossible to overcome. And such deep personal traumas, if you hold them so close to your heart and they weigh so heavy on your mind, it may be more than a simple stone, however enchanted, can ward free. But you had no issue sleeping a week, week prior. I know, but I'm a person who likes to ignore their pain for as long as possible, so I'm not particularly surprised that it's coming upon me when I'm not awake. It's when my guard is down. Hmm. You, these wounds that you bear and the stories that you have told me of your triumphs, as I, I would, with many years of experience, bet comfortably on my assumption being correct. I have experienced traumas similar before. Is it not impossible then that you, well, dealing with devils, demons, and the conjurers of the like, 
bear some stain of magic upon yourself some curse some enchantment the, the dreamstone is powerless to ward off such a thing would be possible but how would we how would we decide what it is it's beyond our, no our knowledge to be able to find it if it is there that that would be difficult i am admittedly unsure uh, perhaps miss resume if it would please you and if you truly see closure on this issue this evening you could rest here with your dreamstone all this out but under the watchful eyes of the stars the goddess and the acolytes of this very church i should be honored to take your hospitality and i would very much appreciate your help i I'm in such pain, and I don't know why. We will not seek to run you dry as other religions may for services. I will see what I can arrange for overnight staffing and return to you with a hopefully reasonable sum. I'll be staying with her as well. I am unsurprised. You seem a very dedicated soul, Roshin. Well, we're practically sisters. We've been through a lot together. As, as, as much as a parent. Why <laughs> the very state as you stand before me. Yeah, that's fair enough. Well, thank you very much for your help and your hospitality. Thank you. Um, as far as uh, maybe someone with a skill, we could perhaps get her patched up a bit. Of course. Uh, we have healing magics available. As the goddess graces us with her blessings, so too do we pass them on to those in need. Uh, and she would definitely be able, if you wanted to, to cast some healing spells on you, they could do that here for yeah. whatever the standard spell casting. Yeah, not, not a problem. We can figure that out later. Sure. I'm sure it's not much. We'll buy a whole bunch of level ones because we're <clears> efficient <throat> to do it that way. <laughs> and realistically, that's what most of the acolytes are going to be here. A bunch of little level one acolytes. There you go. Uh, so for simplicity's sake, if you want to just get like 13 health per whatever casting a uh, first level heal, uh, you could run through. I mean, they've got a, it's a pretty large city and a fairly large church with plenty of acolytes and magic ready to attend you. Perfect. Just enough to get me into fighting form. I don't need to be all the way up back up to full. Looks I can... like, uh, well, I think five You can just figure out how many yeah. we can figure Don't worry about it. We'll figure it out later. Out of it later. I'm sure um, first level castings is not going to break the four. bank of an 11th level party. Um, <laughs> you spend like eight bucks on this. <laughs> yeah, I think we'll be good. I think you'll be fine. Well, I don't want to look yeah. up specific spell casting costs at the moment. We'll do banking later. Yeah, do banking we can handle off stream. Perhaps, um... Speaking of, of bank, how many of those other metal containers did we find last week? Believe you have it have... written down. So I do have them written down, because I am bad in my head about writing things down. Except when it comes to the specific work schedule of that one innkeeper <laughs> at one time. You're right, that was entirely my fault for not getting that. <laughs> Got him! Uh, all right, so we have four doses of mysterious potion poison. We have two mystery potions, which we have not identified. We have a thurible, thurigible, thurigible, thurible, thurible, probably. <laughs> that we haven't identified. <laughs> Strange nick noises. I know. Right? 
Uh, yeah, I thought I was, like that I was pretty sure you had four of them. And uh, we also have a gemmed container, which has some other kind of stuff in it, which mm -hmm. is probably uh, rather dangerous, and no one's thought to try tasting it. Uh, we also have eight doses of mystery poison as well. So we have four doses of mysterious poisons and eight doses of mystery poison. Yes. Is it safe to say we could just leave all of that with me and I can test it? You could That's easily... That's legit. Just four, throw it on the scale. The, the four, yeah, the four are yeah. the... <laughs> <laughs> the four are the airtight tins. Those are more adult brain. The eight are giant scorpion venom. Okay. Um... You'd be able to uh, easily identify those given the lab at the time. I mean, giant scorpion venom, you have to roll like a, at least a negative six on your d20 to identify. I'm pretty sure it's like CR3. I got a 35. Yeah, that's, uh, you did it. You doubled the number you needed. <laughs> well done, well done. Well done. Uh, and the what stuff in the, the gem container, if you can figure that out too. What yes. was the thing I put in my bag? The thing you put in your bag? That I didn't let anybody oh, see. Right. Oh, uh, well, I didn't write it down because you didn't let me see it. That's your job. <laughs> he's not taking your notes, he's taking his notes. I mean, I if you put say, something in your bag and don't tell anybody about it, I trust you'll write it down. I okay. I almost forgot about something, but we can get to that later when we split up. Because I remember I took the arms of those uh, alchemy uh, golem things that we fought earlier in the tower. So if you want to roll me another alchemy check. Oh god, I'm still in moderate. Good first. sir. <laughs> I feel like 23 is not going to identify it. So I'm going to spend a coin on that. Ooh, hero point. I don't think you got coins. Yeah. Yeah, hero <laughs> points. Maybe on a one. That's well, that went up to a 24. Slightly better. Value. So in the jammed tin, there are four individually paper-wrapped small, uh, maybe about the size of a marble, bead-like roll wraps of tacky hardened putty of some kind uh, but scraping off small bits to test uh, try as you might you actually cannot figure out what exactly this is it does seem to be very potent uh, and it is very difficult to distill exactly what the essence is but you can 100% tell it is extremely lethal uh, this will definitely kill a guy you're just not sure what the optimal way to use it is or how specifically it's going to do that. How does knowledge checks work exactly for when you fail? Like, uh, can I try again later? You can try again the next day. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, you can basically, knowledge you can re you can do once a day to try to identify something. So, Eleanor and Marshall, how you guys uh, doing? Uh, I guess I'm trying to go down to a bar down the street and he shows up, so I just leave. <laughs> <laughs> I just busted it open like, hello, round two. I literally just sat down, got a drink. I was just going to enjoy a nice, quiet evening with something to drink. Disturbances. Morning, sorry, not evening. He busts in. Well, thank you for the drink, even though I didn't touch it. I just walked out. <laughs> I, 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 I catch you on the shoulder. I'm like, no, no, listen, listen. I'm not going to be that bad all the time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, <Hey. it's> <laughs> throws up a little bit in his mouth. Hi, Marshall. <laughs> <laughs> the cloud of onion laughing. There's a visible oh, yeah. haze around Marshall as the door opens. Hi. The street behind him, surprisingly clear of pedestrians. <laughs> does, that, does that breath attack do acid damage? <laughs> Corrosive. Corrosive. It's corrosive, for sure. Um, well, it ain't nothing to do with your your companionship. It's just 
you're loud, you're obnoxious, and you're a dwarf. Um, oh. They don't make good drinking partners when you want quiet. Ah, oh, that's not close. You know what? I just pick you up and sit you down. <laughs> yeah. Pop open a very special horn. Dunk. Take one for this. You will forget. You will forget everything, and your sense of smell will be automatically turned off. I guarantee it. Is it lead paint? <laughs> no. <laughs> Is it just lead? <laughs> no. It's to answer that question. It's dwarven, the questions in my voice. It's, in a, my head. It's, a, <laughs> it's a dwarven mix I made myself in an attempt of a basically a dwarven moonshine. It's all the leftover dregs of everything. This isn't bottle. getting better. <laughs> it's getting better. Horn. She looks at it. I'll buy you a supper. Just, <laughs> oh, just, just starts downing it. She can't resist. It's distilled she's, dwarven urine. Yeah, she's she she's in no, the mood for a drink. She can't resist a drink. No, it's sweat. It's sweat from my beard. I just rain it out. <laughs> How is that worse than urine? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Oh god, it hurts to laugh. It is actually a fortitude save. And I'm actually, pretty sure I failed. What'd you get? I rolled a five on the die. What'd you get? Twenty-four total. You easily doubled the DC. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Alcohol is a DC zero save. Oh god. But this is Marshall's alcohol. So like you have to have a penalty here. So only elves can get drunk at level one. Is that what you're saying? Wait, anyone, is really, yeah, really, alcohol, just base alcohol is DC 12. This is not oh, this base. This is not base alcohol. Oh. <laughs> this is distilled dwarven right. It don't matter. It don't matter. Anyway, point is, <laughs> after she, all she, that, after the drinking whatever, in all seriousness, uh, as we're drinking, munching on whatever they're serving us, Zoe's just like, so, I don't know if you've been by the, uh, the wall cage yet. <laughs> Are you going to keep talking, or are you going to stop mid <laughs> <laughs> So you know, a thing. I'll, I'll be back to that. <laughs> but have you been to the wall cage? I think I stopped by once. Ah, so you met my friend my friend who's a Tengu. Oh, the Tengu, the Tengu shopkeeper? Yeah, he's absolutely awesome. We should go shopping. Wow. He gives a discount if we test his weapons. I mean, if it'll stop you from drinking away the day, sure. Oh, this is just my snack. Come on, let's go. I pick her up and just yeet over to the work gate. She will not let you pick her up. She will not let you pick her up. I will roll for it. I don't care. She will not let you. She will literally attack you if you try to pick her up. She will physically hit you. Freaking bar fights. I was wondering where the line would be. It's a party bar fights. So would that be considered an athletics check? Please tell me that's considered athletics. I mean, if I, think he, I think it's initiative if you want to try to grab her. All right. If you're going to actually try to grab her regardless nope. of the fact she clearly does not want you to. No, it's, um... Oh, that's initiative? That's yeah, initiative. so that's not going to be very good. Yeah, no. Nah. Yeah. Well, you're both going nah. Okay, I'm 21. I'm 32. Two, three, one, something like thirty-one. Thirty-one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You just, you just so eat Marshall, out of there. <laughs> Marshall tries to grab you. What do you, what do you do? I just skirt around. I ain't in the mood to dance right now, and just dart out the door. Oh, come on, Mister. I'll meet you there, and uh, then we'll talk. 
Fine. I just, I, I take what's left of your plate, mine, and I'm just like, <laughs> out All the door. I hate the food. <laughs> there you make your way not terribly far uh, through Kentario down to the war cage. Uh, the big old weapon store around the open sandy pit with testing dummies and all kinds of different setups around the center and just racks of various weaponry. Uh, a lot of it's more traditional, but several sections, a lot more esoteric and exotic. And of course, uh, Eleanor, as you'll be the first to enter here, uh, you would quickly be met by Ichabod, the... Happy little Tengu running the place here. Ah, welcome. Welcome to the war cage, lass. That is a, quite an interesting blade that you bear. Oh, uh, this one, Delilah? Yeah, she's interesting, all right. She's a piece of junk. <coughs> supposed to be tall. Scrap metal, they said. Scrap metal, they said. The, the make is, is interesting, certainly, to say the least, but I'm more I'm interested in, well the uh, proportions here. This is a, a hefty blade for someone of your general build. Oh, uh, yeah? You'd think I wouldn't be able to wield it effectively, but how it's weighted, all wrong like, he just hands it to him and it's completely misweighted. It's not a good blade at and, all. And he reaches up and he, he's got his little like tengu bird hands and uh, he grabs onto the half of the thing and supporting the blade with one. And he is not a large tengu. He's, he's pretty hunched in the first place. He doesn't stand terribly tall, but it seems like if he was completely upright, he would maybe just clear, like, five feet. He's a small little bird man. But the sword is real, <laughs> real big. big for a combine. He's just kind of holding it. Ah, this interesting. It is awkward, unbalanced, uh, weight entirely wrong <laughs> around the hilt. How would you swing such an implement? You'd swing it like a flail with a sword. Well, you swing it more like you're dancing with it. You know any dances? Because it holds a... <laughs> I know many that would consider a great many fighting styles to be somewhat of a dance, but me? No. Much more simple. Much more straightforward. Well, here, let me show you. You gotta. I heard you got a place over in here you can test your, test the, your weapons. The, the war cage is just open. Like The whole of the area is fenced in uh, by slatted iron bars, vertical and horizontal, giving it the namesake of the area. But the shop itself is all open air around this big central sandy pit with all different kinds of training and practice dummies kind of set up around. And uh, the center of it kept almost wholly open, uh, encircled with a large ring. So it would be right next to you even as you went in. Okay. Well, let me me give you a demonstration. She steps in the ring. (sighs) All right. And she's going to just do her... Try and true basic as she swings she moves with the weight she's not actually swinging the sword she's moving with it one hand on the hilt and one hand upper on the blade holding it kind of awkwardly to look at but as she's swinging it's just the weight of the sword itself is leading her she's letting the sword swing she comes back that was a good little sample right you got it all it is uh strange uh, this is a compensation for the way that the sword is built. You wield a poor weapon, so you have devised a separate style to overcome the failings of the metal. That's what you want to call it, sure. But it is interesting. It is certainly unconventional. Very different. Very strange. Uh, one that many would be unsure of how to defend against. Yeah, and I've, I've heard that before, too. I'm not actually martially trained in weapons. I have to figure it out on my own as I go. <laughs> that much is clear. 
Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Speaking of devil. And, uh... <laughs> Icky! How's it going, buddy? And he uh, turns back, Ah, yes! Uh, Marshall, uh, one of my best and one of my favorite largest customers. Truly <laughs> a spectacle when he wields the weapons of the war cage, yes. Ah, how you doing, buddy? He comes in, brings him for a hug. I'm like, how you doing? Hold your breath. <laughs> Marshall is, uh, and I are, are quite acquainted. His talents intrigue me. Uh, oh, yeah. He, like you, he fights very differently, uh, seemingly as if almost untrained, uh, wielding any weapon in his hands uh, like it were a mallet, blunted of head, but still just as effective. Swords, spears, rapiers even, swung like flails. Very interesting, very strange, but still effective. I probably caught it brutish, but yeah. <laughs> No. I've seen him fight. I've seen him fight before. The strength of an ogre makes the flat side of any weapon effective. You got me there. So, Ike, I was wondering if you, uh, well, since you roughly met my new party mate here, I was wondering if you might got any new new toys for us to play with by chance. You two, uh, you two of our friends who have fought together. Oh Your yeah, styles so different. Marshall's so reckless, and yours so flowing, calculated. Uh, both equally untrained, clearly, but opposites. Uh, I figured that even if it's uh, untrained, it figures it's still effective. I mean, I did bash through a wall earlier today. That was fun. Uh, your styles. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I don't understand how you would fight together. It seems that your swings would... Uh, disadvantage each other as much as your foes. Well, let's well, see. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, the be, be, be blunt. It's actually kind of hard to fight next to him. His swings are wild and large and way too big and overcompensating for something. But when you learn to dance with a variety of partners, you learn to make up for their steps and his steps mistakes. Well, you see, so I, see I do all the thinking. He does all the swinging. Well, I, just for the record, I like to simplify it as this. I get big, I'm distracting, I'm destructive, and while they're paying attention to me, she snips in for the kill with her fancy dancing sword stuff. But seemingly just as at risk of the end of your blade than your foes. Eh, she's tiny. I can miss her. I have seen your swings. I have seen you swing for a target and destroy the one two to its side. This is true. He did almost hit me I've once. done it three times now. <laughs> <laughs> Several, yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to talk about that. You did almost hit me back there on top of that tower. To be fair, you did kill that one giant robot that nearly downed me that one time. Oh, I don't think that was me. Right? Oh, speaking hey. of which, he digs into his uh, on his back and he unwraps. I found these for you. Pulls out the uh, the arms of the uh, of the uh, alchemical golems. golems. Yep, the, the, the syringy claw things. Here's the bag here. These. Uh, it kind of takes one. These are interesting. Actuated ends, which move independently, each joint like a hand. Yeah, like so sometimes hand. I do that. He does a little hand motion. Sometimes I do this thing like, and then extend the needles and inject you with whatever concoction is in there. This, uh, this is machinery, engineering, clockworks even, uh, much further beyond those that I create and understand. Uh, this this is complex. Too complex to be an effective weapon wielded. Interesting, perhaps, but but not to me. 
My weapons, swords, maces, first, simpler, singular pieces of, of metal, sometimes maybe a few connected, perhaps chain, but solitary in purpose, clear and obvious, directed, oh, each of them by design. I figured if anyone it's, would know what to do with them, it would be you. And if you, you don't know anybody, then I know you know someone who does. You perhaps would take, and he kind of looks, uh, and looks over the, the back of this, uh, perhaps Aurelius. Uh, Aurelius, uh, further in town, other side of, of Dock District, by Old Temple, they are renovating. Hmm. He is clockmaker. Uh, he creates uh, timepieces, gears, interconnecting mechanisms, much like the hand. Interesting. Well, in that case, he just puts it away for it. I just figured I figured I asked, but till then, uh, I think one thing that means, well, you got a hammer, don't you? I got a hammer. I need me a hammer. A hammer, yes. Long, I have professed, would be better weapon as you swing all as if they had flat ends. This is true. (laughs) (laughs) But knowing me, I need, you know, I need me. Not a hammer, hammer. I need a hammer. Of course, of course. Uh, A hammer sized for... So I'd like you to take a mailbox and just like, <laughs> fill it with concrete and then swing it. We should send him and Sal out on a date. <laughs> Sal and Ichabod? I mean, Sal already has like severe stock envy of Ichabod, so. Oh my god. Right, let me find what is it called in second edition? Because it's a great hammer. Mall. Is it just Maul now? I, I know it's not sure it's Earthbreaker anymore. Darn. It is a, yeah, it used to be Earthbreaker, <laughs> which was just the most amazing thing ever. Um, but Ichabod leads you over to some of the weapons and to something that looks like you took a meat tenderizer, plopped it into Microsoft Paint, and just scaled it up. <laughs> it is nice. A, yes. The uh, the head of the thing. Is crafted of a uh, a bright pixelated yeah <laughs> resolution far too low. We call it the Minecrafter. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> oh. The head of the thing, uh, made of a bright shining steel, is little more than a brick that is about two and a half feet long and maybe uh, a foot around on either end. Just a big metal rectangle. Uh, with small indented pyramids on one side, literally like it's a friggin' meat tenderizer, and uh, flanged on the back end with a bit of a decorative hooked extension. Probably usable, but not as effective as just whole whapping people with the front end. The handle is utterly unremarkable, uh, wrapped in leather through more than half of the lower end of its length to give you plenty of space for a wide variety of grips and capped at the bottom with a simple, uh, rounded, but flat-bottomed metal pommel of the same steel. Hmm. May I? I Please do. Uh, Your endeavors here are some of the best advertising the work age has seen in years, yes. Is that why you have a sign over the bigger weapons saying it's Marshall approved? And you just probably see a sign with Marshall going, <laughs> Indeed. Uh, many have come through inquiring about the, the giant dwarf swinging weapons around inside my cage, yes. Uh, this, this, simply uh, take to this dummy of straw. It's basically just a, a rolled straw thing wrapped in a couple places for, like, sharpness. It's usually used uh, to test blades, edged weapons, uh, retaining sharpness, cutting through. This ball here, smash flat entirely. Okay. He does a like, little head twirl with it. Good winter. I like it. 
<laughs> and you could absolutely just completely crush this thing. Like just a little puff as you bash it through and the pressure just shoots a little burst of straw out around as you end up with a rod of this thing just completely crumbled and broken like a wooden soda can. The banding <laughs> holding it together enough to just flatten it almost comically straight down. Did we turn you into an hydraulic press? Uh, we could be. I could be. Um, so I, I just look at the game like, oh, I really locked this hammer. So. Heavy, yes. Unbalanced, yes. But intentionally meant for wild swings. Overhead, side to side. A weapon, perhaps, that can be swung as effectively by holding it outward and simply spinning in a circle. <laughs> <laughs> Tactics. You just, you, you just see a big old grid. I'm like, Nora, should I? Tactics and training, largely unnecessary. A simple weapon, very much to the point. Uh, Ella's Ella like somewhere else in the sword is humming to herself looking at weapons right so uh, how much and if me and you work on it together can we multiply it like you know with rune, uh, runic magic yeah. uh, of course enhancements adding additional half not borne by the user to the head armor designed to deflect blades to deflect points against blunt force such as this mall here a tomb crushing enemies within smashed like crumpled foil. <laughs> he just starts drooling because he's just so happy, right? So if you want a mall... So you can... two just need to go on a date. Like... <laughs> I mean, he might. <laughs> <laughs> we could uh, we could definitely get you a mall. Uh, it's too bulk. It's a big chungus. Uh, and I, it, I, too, am a big chungus. It is almost exactly the same as your two-handed dwarven war axe mechanically just doing blunt damage instead of slashing its d12. So if you make it plus one striking, it is going to be I think two I, d12. Don't we still have one plus one striking left over somewhere, if I remember correctly? And I, I think we Or did no, we sell it already? We, we, we settled up on the last bit, but we did find plenty of plus one striking other weapons, which you can... Yeah, you definitely just from. killed yeah. the two dwarves. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we got, we got tons. We'll just put that on there. Um, so you can definitely move the runes over okay. for 10% of the price to buy new ones. So if that's the regards, uh, would Marshall be able to haggle a deal financially or do a favor for a favor like he did last time? Already, uh, this this uh, first for your advertisements, for your continued returns and your entertainments, this rune, uh, this great flame, visible, very visible throughout much of the district, yes. Uh, but a great gift, uh, a valuable one, uh, one exchanged for services continued rendered to the war cage. Uh, indebted still, I would find you. All right. Further deals, not yet. Understandable. So, for this hammer. So it, it already has the, uh, this, well, does it have anything on it already? I'm sorry. This is just a mall right now. It's just a mall right now. It's just a mall I mean, right you now. Have somebody to craft it, right. move the plus so, one thing over I guess three, Marshall is just... Three gold pieces uh, for simply such a large amount of material into the work. Such a hefty quantity of steel. Oh, that's fine. I can definitely throw you that. And uh, as far as any other runes to modify it with, I've got a striking room in uh, with my party mates. Um, do you have any other elemental runes? Don't get me wrong. I'd like me fire. I'd like me fire, but... Uh, I keep coming across uh, things that are not exactly uh, carrying if it's on fire or not. Do you have anything else by chance? I have uh, many things, of course. Uh, many available. But these runes, elemental, that, that add more similar enchantments to the weapons, very 
expensive. First, already mm. given, already in agreement. Uh, yes. More, however, uh, would require coin. Uh, oh, yes. I'd be willing to either get coin or work for it, whichever. So, elemental runes. Yeah, I, I, I haven't gotten to that part of the book yet. So. Yeah, that's... Uh, <laughs> I'm, uh, I, think, I think our common cash is a little bit too... Thin yeah, an elemental rune is 500 gold pieces. It is Oof. definitely they too are, thin. Yeah. They are, they are pretty okay. beefy. They are not the the gimmies that they were in first edition when they just kind of slapped you yeah. six damage on your weapon. They do a lot of stuff now. Because I have probably like maybe 50 gold in my wallet right now, so... <laughs> I figured I'd ask, though. Yeah, uh, that one's probably going to be... But that's okay. I'm totally okay things. with having them all with the yeah, plus one striking on it. But if you get plus one striking onto it... It's functionally going to swing exactly like your axe. You're just going to have one less on the attack roll because your axe is plus two striking. Right. So the only difference is you'll just subtract one. The damage is identical. I mean, it's just bludgeoning instead of slashing. The main purpose is, you know, diversity and having a backup weapon because I notice we keep running into a lot of things that are like, what is slashing? So you can absolutely <laughs> crap bludgeon golems if they show up again. Exactly. <laughs> smash right through their stupid glass faces. So I'll toss him. I'll toss him the three gold for the material. Uh, regardless, and I'm like, ah, oh, so icky. Now that we got a new hammer, and you know, me and him, we, since we're both weapon crafters of some sort, we put in our own little signature markings on the hammer's head or whatever, like mine on one side, his on the other, because we're buddies. Um, we gotta give it a name. What do you think? Uh, names for weapons frequently earned through deeds. Uh, your axe, for instance, Big Red, you have told named for uh, for well <laughs> committed with weapon uh, for heritage perhaps could be sane. No, that's uh, true. Maul yet has not faced a foe stronger than rolled straw. Has not yet earned a title. Has no tail. Oh, that makes sense. Well, hey, Nora, did you find anything you want? I'll help you a bit. Mark it up. Maybe haggle a bit. Is. Also, simple weapon, difficult to describe in flavorful words. Poets would look it over. Uh, perhaps could name Rectangle. <laughs> <laughs> Even Marshall can't keep his straight face. Hi, <laughs> <clears throat> oh, okay. what am I going to do with you? Better names <laughs> earned through battle. Fair enough. <sighs> he puts it on his back, and, it, and like, ah. Oh. You like your little brother, don't you? Oh, yes, I do. He's making his weapons talk. Okay. Well, <laughs> I was just on the other side of the source. Okay. It's getting weird. Um, What's this? She's she's just looking at random weapons. She I don't run. know this guy. <laughs> Resume. Before we go any further, the chat here. Dragonic Soul 221. It's not that I have it out for players. It's more the players get more love from the GM. Aww, Just have thank to spend you. Around. One of my villain points I have still from Dragonic Soul. I have one for him and two from like uh, playing. From so while uh, while she's I guess while she's still shopping and perusing, I'm just gonna keep practicing on some dummies for fun. Pounding sand, as it were. <laughs> Basically, I haven't even got giant is. yet. So <clears throat> if you swung that hard enough, you'd make glass. <laughs> As the two, of you, uh, the two of you make arrangements for the overnight stay here, uh, for the Desmond priests to uh, watch over you and see what exactly is going on with Resme's sleep here, uh, they would 
only ask for a tithing of five silver pieces uh, just to keep a pair of acolytes through the oh, night. Oh, of to course. Ensure that, uh, I mean, it's like the giving any spells directly inherently. I mean, like, they're not... It's Desmond Church. You didn't go ask the priest of Abadar to watch you for the evening. <laughs> so just like, no, we just just to give it them for the time to make sure I can yeah. get acolytes on. Five silver pieces, they'll watch you. Cool. Sleepover party! Um, but that won't be until later in the evening. And for the day, I believe you wanted to go back to yeah. the Gorix. Yes, we did. So... And at this point, it would be easy for you to let in you're familiar at this point uh, led to the same chamber and once again given an audience with Lady Gorick herself and the pair of the same retainers that have been there the first time you had come to meet her uh, by this point you'd paid for quite a few heals while your clothes may still be ravaged and bloody you at least look much better I changed uh, physically you changed I did okay. not Roisin did not no. <laughs> Roisin's tabard is just like a ripped curtain hanging over her full plate at this, this point the plate underneath it as well <laughs> can I yeah, please put you in a dress so pretty much straight through you would actually have almost like perfect queen slots through your <laughs> armor where the interlocutor's claws had punched through like it was nearly nothing Ugh. I have a beautiful, like, forest green dress that would just look stunning on you. Well, maybe we can try it sometime. No cast iron corset in that one, is it? No. Uh, just a regular corset. Perhaps it sometime. Uh, this is business. Don't worry, I'll dress appropriately when it comes time for classes. Oh, good. Uh, it looks like your armor certainly has served you well. In the... If it's even been 24 hours since last you were here. Well, it did its best. <sighs> As you can see, uh, those... Incisions, almost, I would call them, are much unlike anything I've witnessed before. Some bizarre fiend, uh, made of metal and flesh. Seemed full capable of cutting through your plate as if it was paper. And myself underneath it as well. If you'll have a, if you'll have a seat and take some tea with us, we're happy to tell you the tale whole. I prefer to stand during meetings, as it were. Uh, consider it a lifetime of precaution and training. It of course. It to make the meeting shorter. As it does. So, uh, Miss Resme, Miss Roshin, uh, Valia would not have followed you to uh, Lady Gorix. She would have come to the Desden Chapel if you would have had her. Just mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, out of also wanting some more healing. Yeah, <laughs> I, thought she much might. Going I thought you'd want to come along. But uh, she would have parted ways for the time being afterwards. Uh, Saying that uh, if you would have not withheld where you're staying, she'd no. meet you back at your inn later in the evening. Well, the two of you... Um, I can only hope the two of you returned here after seemingly such valorous exploits this morning, hoping to take me up on an offer. Uh, indeed we did. Um, we should very much like to take you up on your offer and, and enroll. Now... I imagine, based on the circumstances of our meeting, uh, how you had first arrived here and how we'd come to be acquainted initially, that you may believe there is more at hand here than a simple finishing school for girls. Normally, this would be something that I believe even the Bellflower Network themselves only hold a tangential understanding of. But you, a pair of you, 
you are odd. An observation I'm sure is made frequently. Well, it's true. I've gotten rather used to it over the years. And as many have come before me, I'm sure I mean no slight by it, but you're certainly far beyond capable. Whatever it is that could do that to full plate would be near unstoppable, even to half the armies of Kintargo, the order of the Torrent's finest Hellnights, would have stood for nothing against a foe of such power, and yet here you stand with, I imagine, not even a day's worth of rest afterward. Capable is the word that I would use. Accurate descriptions. You have handled these Scarlet Triad in an impressive fashion. I'm interested. I invented you here not simply to teach you that which I know, but I have lived a very, very long life. I've learned a great many things over those years, one of which is that the more you know, the harder it becomes to expand your base of skills. Diminishing return to it of sorts. It's, of course, impossible to achieve Nithesian perfection of understanding. Well, without ascending to godhood yourself, it would seem. But I think there is an exchange that could be had here. You two possess an interesting set of skills, some of which I am positive far outstrip even my own. Maybe we could teach each other. I should be honored for such an exchange. Indeed, that's part of the best part of uh, a partnership as I can think of. Have you heard, perhaps, of an organization known as Liquid Effects? Not since I sought on the invitation you handed me. It is... How do I begin? I suppose the closest relation is uh, an elven school of teaching, perhaps. Uh, you may relate it closely to something like the Talden Lion Blades, or even elven lore? of Cheliax. Uh, sure, you can roll me an elven. Roll me an elven lore. Roll some dice. I like dice. Use the dice tower. <laughs> Do it. No, I'm never using the dice tower ever again. Yeah, you're right. That was a Take good dry run. This you didn't use coin. the right side. You didn't the use the right side. Down. It has two sides. It must certainly. So does my soul. So use the other side. You give up too easily. No. Uh, it's going to be a thirty. So uh, while the name would not sound immediately familiar, uh, at least uh, as face value. It does hearken to a minor elven deity that's not Lacunifex, but it's almost a, it could be derived from that, uh, which is something kind of close in lineage to Calistria. Uh, the elven pantheon, to a human mind, the gods share a whole lot of more strangely overlapped domains. And this would be one of secrecy of information, almost like Elven Norgorber, uh, but also on the surface, one of truth. More like Serenray. It's almost certainly a derivative of that. Uh, I... Something in my memory. Is it part of Calistria's pantheon? 
tradition. Ancient elven deities. That is where the name is pulled from. But it is a network, perhaps. Maybe the bellflowers themselves would have been a closer and more astute comparison. But one that has existed within the walls of Kintargo, since I found it at some few... Mm, centuries past by now. It's a network of like-minded individuals who use our assorted skills to preserve history as it was once written, as it should be written, in its truest and most direct form, or at least that was its original origin. These days, fortunately, now that Ravenel has freed itself from Cheliax's yoke, hmm. those services standing against revisionists are far less in demand. Secrets and truth. Once my school here stood at a precipice, I had two choices. Submit to not one but a pair of new rightful authorities and allow a proper record of history to go forgotten by time. Censored, if you will, by House Throne. Or I could make the choice that I did. Stand fast against it, acquiesce on the surface, but continue in shadows, as I was in pursuit of truth. I believe the two of you could benefit from these skills. You're here in Kentargo now, adding a strange parallel to what I once faced when Cheliax came for the good city of Kentargo when their devilish shadow extended so far north. Your enemy is something perhaps smaller, more condensed, something you may even dismantle with the Scarlet Triad, but something that cannot be fought in an open war waged in a blank field with swords and magic, at least not traditionally. No, and our enemy keeps moving and transforming and becoming something different. It's like, we catch its tail, and instead of the horse we expected, it's a lizard, and then we go to try to catch it again, and it becomes a griffin. It Regardless, puzzling. if we just keep stomping up the tail, we'll get somewhere eventually. But every time you reach for it, you give them more information. You aid them to hide better. Every time that they are rooted out and you are unsuccessful in crippling their organization completely, They've another avenue to protect themselves from. They've learned and evolved. It's frustrating. That's why we've just been killing all of them and hoping that they don't notice us. <laughs> I mean, if it works, it works. The analogy from last week is not wrong. They probed out, and then a wave of no information <laughs> came back. You guys are just the darkness. <laughs> I think that perhaps a, sub, a subtler hand may aid you in your investigations, if not here in Kintargo or even in Ravenel, then further abroad. I have had little time to investigate this Scarlet Triad as... They are impressive. Perhaps I have become too cavalier. 
since Ravenel became its own nation and since the Silver Council took hold of the city, I have allowed myself to relax perhaps a bit too far. Certainly too far. If these triad agents were able to make their way into my own school before I even knew of their existence. A mistake that I assure you will not be made again. And the Scarlet Triad is the least of it. It's simply a part of a web that seems to span much of the world. Maybe as we tell you more of it, you can help us untangle it. Perhaps. I do believe both of us have, all of us have much to gain from an exchange of information, perhaps even an exchange of skills or magic. Agreed. You seem to be a capable sorcerer yourself in Groshin. I would imagine that you have some power of your own, few that seem so devoted to a goddess such as yourself to Milani. I'm a woman of many talents. Make their way through lives with no divine mark upon them. With that, comrades, you will get access to a whole slew of interesting teachings here in Lady Gloria's School for Girls. Uh, both some skill and general feats, as well as a neat little list of spells, which are predominantly occult, but several of which do appear on the arcane and the divine lists. Well, Let's check uh, as I have cross-blooded evolution, those aren't necessarily closed off to me either. That's fair. Uh, most of the magic that Ms. Gora has is basically bardic. Uh, she can, like, she is a very skilled bard, after <laughs> all. Not all bards are here to twang their lute in and in and sing songs. Don't you there lie are, to me. I, <laughs> sorry, Spectre, uh, shatter your mouth. Stop lying. <laughs> you shut your mouth. You shut your mouth. Two sides of bard. There is there is this bard. No. And then there's the other side that looks exactly the same. And there is this bard. No. But even without <laughs> being a bard yourself, there is still a lot that she could offer you in acts of deception and espionage. Uh, <clears throat> Some skills, some teachings, though non-magical, seeming near as to spells themselves uh, with the skill Lady Gorak has in practicing them. So for you three, you particular... Actually, this is solid for both of you. Uh, I So you, as a changeling, mm -hmm. does that give you... Two, is that one of the half ones that gives you access to what is two different ancestry lists, or is Changeling kind of its own thing? So I don't Changeling, is, a, like Changeling is technically a heritage, so you bolt it onto an existing ancestry. So Roshin's technically human slash Changeling. That's what I... Yeah. Okay. So I'm, 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 instead of taking versatile heritages or skilled heritage, I took Changeling. I'm not 100% sure this would apply to you. It might. But you definitely, half-elf, uh, would gain access to the ability to really, truly separate um, using that mixed heritage to create almost two separate sides of your being. Uh, one where you can pass as, well, a, a, a half-elf, mostly human. You obviously look very elven, who is Resme. And another as a full elf with the appearance that you have appearing to all but the most informed that there is no human blood in you at all. 
Uh, that was the thing that you wanted, I think. It, it, it is. I, I have actually, with, and with her help, I was hoping to create um, uh, a separate identity. Um, so her family owns a, a vineyard, so she actually has a, a lot of practice uh, separating scents and uh, smells out from one another. Um, so I was hoping to create an identity as a, a, a perfumer. Uh, somebody who searches, who's part of a, a very, a minor branch of a very large elven family from Keonan, who actually searched the world for unique scents and things to uh, add to uh, unique perfumes and other uh, refine, refined uh, scents in, in Keonan. It just seems like it would be up her alley and something she could do. And with Lady Gorick's knowledge and resources... You would find that would not happen immediately, but throughout the coming days, it is surprisingly easy to not just create an entire persona like that, but to sort of lay the, uh, sow the seeds for it, uh, to create paperwork, trails, connections throughout various regions that make to any cursory uh, uh, inspection, make it appear as if this person always existed it was always there creating a uh, an entirely independent history and a, a fully second guise for resume so who is this Keonan perfumer <clears throat> uh her name is uh atrelia um and i was hoping that you would just I don't know a lot about big elven houses, so I was hoping you would just help me pick one. Sure, I definitely know a lot about big elven houses. Yeah, I've, I have had run a great many campaigns that, uh... Also, I was, definitely... hope I was hoping it would have a lot of apostrophes in it. Leave it to Squid to know everything about elves. We could add more apostrophes. Total elven lore master oh, yeah. right here. It's definitely a thing that I really look into a lot. Yep. yep. Um... Yep. Um, <laughs> Milari, or not really, sorry, Lady Gora here. Lady Gorak would have a recommendation. Uh, if you're looking for an ancient elven house, House Drobinch would be simple enough. Ooh. One that is large, expansive, and most importantly, less than meticulous about ancient connections and records. Yes, and they have enough branches that I don't think anyone would notice a minus scion of their house. Exactly. There are enough letters in that name for multiple apostrophes. Thank you. But there are not. Could be, but there are. <laughs> um. So, the interesting thing about uh, scents and uh, perfumes is that while there's generally one very overwhelming ingredient. Uh, there's often uh, several other notes um, underlying them that go very much into creating the body of the scent that only a trained nose uh, would be able to detect. I am that nose. <laughs> Actually, I am. Um, so uh, there are things, uh, often perfumers will use things such as coffee, um, things that you wouldn't expect to show up in a refined scent, but that often give it that underlying uh, body that makes it unique. Um, 
she is actually uh, paid as a consultant to smell things and identify each of the notes in those smells and take them apart. Um, sometimes. Marshall's got a job for you. <laughs> no. <laughs> See, see Nick and I are on the same wavelength. Um, sometimes uh, she's hired uh, conspiratorially uh, by different uh, groups to try to take their competitors' scents apart to figure out what their secret ingredients are. Uh, sometimes she's sent to exotic locales to try to find different flowers and herbs and things that may not have been used before to try to get the one up. And all of this, uh, this guys put together I'm over Batman. the course of. <laughs> Over the course of days here, I'm Batman uh, with Lady Gorak's assistance, as if it had simply always been there. Records, ledgers created, uh, documents of passage, even house seals. She's able to reproduce uh, as if they were from the inappropriate scion of House Drovenge itself, and not. Lady Gorak's bag of stuff to impersonate people. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this would occupy much of your time, I imagine, until the evening when you were set to head back to the Desmond Chapel to rest and, uh, well, see if you can figure out what the hell is going on. At some point, you two, with your new giant whacking stick, would uh, be retiring. Uh, many. Sheik's not staying overnight. In the tower. He's staying overnight <laughs> in the tower. And Sheik's passing I out. I have work to do. Surrounded by his poisons in his happy place. <laughs> like a kid on Christmas. Like a kid on frickin' Christmas. Just Cuda. laying on the floor with vials all around his head. Cue to happy lizard noises. Purring or cooing? Happy. Snoring. Lizard. I'm cooing there. <laughs> what noises do lizards make? <laughs> I don't, I don't think, think that's accurate. I mean, if they're done, would do that, maybe. I, I don't know. As night comes, Temple of Desna, Tower, Elobolus Inn, Valley of Meeting, both of you there as well. We should take our break. Yes. Yes, because I'm really uh, thirsty. I have to pee. And also, it's about that time. So, about that time. everybody, we are going to stand up for a couple minutes. Feel free to stretch your legs, top off your own beverages. And try to figure out who I am. Resume. You'll never do it. We were here the whole time. I'm just going to unstop one of those little metal vials. Hey, what does this smell like? (laughs) (laughs) First of all, I would never smell anything you gave me. (laughs) It could be worse. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. We got some highlights for the interim there, but don't go too far. I didn't try hard enough. Ooh, ooh, is it nap time? It is probably nap time, yes. Yep. Sleepy sleepies. No, but as you two head off to the Church of Desna and you pass out over a bunch of Olympics somewhere, uh, the two of you would be met once more by Valia and the Eulobolus Inn sometime close to sundown. And uh, to enter and nod to both of you. Well, <laughs> you are not looking much better. But. Did you not seek a doctor? Uh, well, the pain kind of went away, and then I kind of <laughs> forgot about it. I patched myself up a little bit. We went shopping. Yeah, he decided he wanted to go shopping. How are you feeling? <laughs> <laughs> Even Marshall's giving you that look like, really? Oh. Um, no, I'm... <laughs> well, I apologize. This is uh, an uncouth reaction, but it's 
I don't know, perhaps one of the stages of grief, as it were. I just find the whole situation almost somewhat humorous now. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good. That's a good outlook on it. Fine enough. We got what we needed, right? I found my wizard, and you were able to root out some more of the Scarlet Triad. Where is uh, Miss Glutterman and her new paladin? Um, they were with you last I saw. I haven't seen them all day since we got done with the tower. That's what I thought. I thought you girls went, you know, shopping in later dresses. Given the events of the morning, I hope I'm not the only one that finds this at least, well, might concerning. They didn't inform you or anything. Uh, no? Well, I don't see why they would have to inform you or anything. I hardly know them. Well, I imagine if they've caught on to something else, hopefully it's for the best. Uh, your friend, Miss Godherman, the only one that I knew from before. She is a bit overconfident sometimes I've seen. I assume if this is not an overreach of me, that is why she frequently travels with such heavily armored companions. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... I mean... You're not here. <laughs> I don't know him too well, but seems like a pretty astute observation. Just have goons forehead. <laughs> <laughs> she does act a lot like a child every now and then. She is one. I, I don't know her exact age, of course, I haven't asked, but I can't imagine that she's far north of 20 years. She's found herself wrapped up in something that may be far beyond what she expects. Uh, this triad that you have here, if you're still invested in this, if you are personally, they're much more far-reaching than even I really could have believed. Uh, tracking Brzok here was no mean feat. And that's all what we had to pay for it. That was just to find one wizard. Uh, I well, really have walked away from this with nothing. I would have hoped uh, we could have at least spoken with him further, maybe learned something of him, but his his notes gave us a little more than a direction to yet another hive holdout of their activity, and no purpose and no means. I can't, for the life of me, imagine what they're after or how it possibly relates to their magical research. Well, there's one way to find out. You walk right up to their door and knock and ask nicely. And well, by ask I nicely, nicely but, mm. when, I, when I say nicely, we introduce them to this foul-smelling beast right here next to me. I do. I got a new hammer. Want to see it? <laughs> I can't imagine that you're capable of fighting very effectively, carrying so much weaponry across your back. You're a bit surprised. You forgot how big I can get. I... Is your tactic simply to forego defending yourself and assume that you can smash them to death before they do the same to you? I. <laughs> it a, seems to be working, doesn't it? From what I saw in the tower, it does seem to be how you fight, and it was quite nearly your death. Eh, I've had worse. If you ever tried wrestling a gnome druid in the woods that turns into a giant bear, that's fun. 
I don't know that I've ever had the fortune of meeting a gnomish druid, but I can't imagine we'd have much in common. Still. <laughs> so, anyways, besides anyway, the little yes. tangent, what are your plans after this? You're going to go with us, or you're going to go off on your own? That is a good question. I don't know. I came here to Kentargo seeking Brazok, seeking him personally and specifically for whatever causes he'd seen fit to pull my puppet strings, but I didn't really learn much of anything. I do have one question, actually. Of course. So, from what you found in the uh, in the notes in, uh, in his journals, I would assume that, I don't know, he's got friends or uh, patrons or something that he works with, doesn't he? Well, I only know what Miss Galadrimin and the lizard had told us. I was regrettably in no real state to look through Bazok's things properly after that battle. Well, uh, he just kind of gets up from his uh, bar stool. Well, I may not exactly look like, believe it or not, I know I'm not exactly the fancy magic type or whatever, but... Uh, I think even our Laurel have probably heard of it at some point, but I did hear of a uh, certain uh, temple cleric goers or whatever, even in the dwarven families, that could possibly get the last words of the dead if the corpse isn't too rotten. That is an avenue, one that I've seen used before. It's not magic that I know, but... I mean, how else do you think I got my uncle's secret recipe? Certainly one of the more mundane uses I've heard of such magic being put toward. But that may actually be wise. Uh, if we could source magic such that we can interrogate the body of Elvarashma, we may get to learn something. The problem, to my understanding, is that well, compelling a spirit to return and to talk does not compel it to be friendly, nor truthful. That is true. Ah, it's an idea. If anything, we could ask the missus when they get back. Should have just shrunk his body. <laughs> Put him in my purse. Oh, even even if it not the missus, I I would think uh, Trushik might know something, you know, with his fancy lab and whatnot. Well, you haven't charted a ship back to Breachella, whatever it is that the pair of you heal from and uh, hail from, and I can take the liberty of assuming that you at least probably are not from Kentargo. So I take it you mean to set out to the south and find this Varus? Yeah. I mean, that's all we can do, I think. But like, it's been my best interest to stick with these folk anyway, see them all the way through. If they're friends abused, and I don't want to leave them unattended to. A sentiment I find myself sharing. <laughs> Should she? <laughs> I mean, to be fair. A sentiment I find myself sharing more and more by the day, it seems. I thought we'd parted ways back in Wongi, and I was going to see no further of Miss Gladderman or her entourage, but yet here we are. You seem to be seeking the same thing, if for different reasons and in different capacities. I don't know how much use I could be, but if you're to travel down to this quarry, I'd wish to join you as well. Um, this I don't is the only lead of Roshman's left me, and I came this far. I mean, I don't say, why not? I don't see any cause not to say, well, yes. So, an extra an extra person to talk to on the road down makes it a little less lonely. You almost said an extra pair of hands. I almost said an extra <laughs> pair of hands. <laughs> <laughs> Even Marshall would just be like, Besides, <laughs> but I didn't. Oh I didn't. 
An extra pip. Extra person to talk to. <laughs> hey, could I so, give you a, a, just help with that? <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Okay, so wait a minute. Not gonna lie. Out of game. What if we gave her one of the robot arms that I confiscated? The give her a like literal hand. Five foot long wooden yes. alchemical <laughs> arms. Yes. But for what? She's all of a sudden a golden count. Stab steps. It's just gonna drag on the ground behind her. <laughs> like, it's just a really ill-fitting prosthetic. It's fine. She becomes Marshall a golden grafter. The concept of robots. You Cyborg. See, <laughs> see all that stuff in there, Marshall? That's why your robot didn't work. <laughs> there was another secret point in here. I see. I see. Uh, resume. Another getting poured out from the chat here. Yeah. Another one from Handsome Ganker, the amazing. Pun machine, keep making squid lose more hope in humanity and keep the fireballs going. Well, yeah, yeah. Now, dude. Come on. he is the most handsomest of all the gankers, yeah. as we all know. I'm Do you okay want me to that. kill Resme? Because it, it might happen. It sounds like you want me to kill Resme. The punning won't stop, even if death. <laughs> well, there is no escape. Also, I got I got me the resurrect ritual. Did you do oh. that on yourself? <laughs> <laughs> she can do it. Regardless of, uh, I suppose the time for future plans is, well, future and when the rest of your allies have returned. Not force my company upon a group of you, and after what happened in Wonky, I wouldn't blame Miss Gladderman if she wanted less of a reminder of what had happened there. Uh, my loss is the least of what I've even seen her experience. And it's been a very long day for all of us, I'm sure. Indeed. So I suggest we just have a good night drink, get some rest, and journey out in the morning. I think I'll pass on the drink, but... I said we drink. And we'll have a fine rest. I will hopefully catch up with the rest of you sometime tomorrow morning, perhaps. Aye. Well, I'm going to be waiting here until the other two get back anyways, so... I at least want to ensure they're still at least safe. I'm sure they are. Roshin oh. can fight. Well, regardless of the strange circumstances, it's been a pleasure meeting the both of you, and I do apologize about the misunderstanding in the tower. Yeah. It's okay. <clears throat> I mean, I think we're even. Pleasant evening to the party. <laughs> Little does Doesn't... she know if she had been hostile, I would have done the same thing to her. <laughs> <laughs> um, at that point, uh, Severin will actually come flying in the door and uh, land on your table and go, Miss Resme has instructed me to tell you... Ah, bird! Throws a potato at him. Ducks. <laughs> oh, look. That's a that... talking bird. That she is having a sleepover in the Temple of Desna. In Desna's Temple, got it. Well, I'm going to bed. Um, you tell her. We'll and see don't her. wait up because she's having magical things done to her brain. All right, I wasn't planning on waiting up anyhow. Can't imagine there's anywhere you can get so, a great sleep and on the watch of the Lady Desna. Even, yeah, Marshall's just like I, I have so many questions. Uh, do you know what Trushik is? Is he still in the tower? Trushik is a lizard. Trushik was a lizard's name. I have to remember all of these. Okay. You asked a very specific question and I answered it very appropriately. Be more specific in the future. Excuse me, Severin. What? Can you tell Miss Resme that I said pleasant dreams, good night, and I'll see her bright and early in the morning? Oh, of of course I shall convey your compliments. And I curtsy to the bird. (laughs) Bird curtsies. Bird curtsies. (laughs) Thank you kindly. I'm going to bed. It has been a long and very difficult day, and I think. One of my stitches just busted open. So, good night, y'all. You get your beauty rest. Yeah, I'm gonna need it. All right, get out of here, bud. Throws another. So, <laughs> there's the pair of you back at the 
Temple of Desna. So, are you... Uh, <clears throat> what exactly... Uh, they lead you to the... Uh, just a simple communal chamber uh, where some of the acolytes that stay in the church itself overnight, and it's just right through this main atrium, uh, have relatively simple uh, but decorative bunks around another round chamber, uh, punctuating uh, each of the walls around, split by only a couple of doors, one leading deeper within, one leading back to the main atrium. Uh, the elderly priest of Desna, the leader of the church, leads you back there personally, supervised by a pair of acolytes, uh, who will, throughout the night in shifts, make sure that one of them at least is watching for any signs of turmoil or uh, occasionally casting even basic divinations to detect any kind of enchantments that may be working upon you. Um, Roshin is going to stay up also and just watch Resme sleep um, and just um, keep... Resme's going to feel real <laughs> awkward. <laughs> Are you sleeping well? <laughs> hey, hey, Resme. What? How Stop. Are you feeling? I don't talk. I'm sleeping. <laughs> okay, just making sure like... But um, she's going to be keeping an eye on things. Thank you. Oh, God. That's fatigued. He's not sleeping. Oh, okay. <laughs> At all? She. Well, I mean... She's not sleeping. Uh, not... I mean, no, that's for her. Yeah. She's not a... She's I mean, you've got the dream up. stone, so if you just want to sleep for four hours, you could watch me the rest of the time. Or I could just watch you the rest of the time and then sleep for four hours. Two hours, I think, actually. Yeah. It's real... I actually still have it to that page, or one off that page. It is... Two hours, yeah. yeah. Sleep for two hours, you get a full night's rest. So, yeah. like, at nine in the morning, just... Uh, so you have the uh, the new Dreamstone, and you fall asleep pretty much immediately. Here, uh, you have not only a Dreamstone with you, but you are in a Desnan temple with Desnan priests <laughs> watching over you, the goddess of dreams and a good night's sleep. So, what may be unsurprising to everybody is that if regardless of all of the eyes kind of around the area, the priests don't just sit there and fr- like he's not holding a clipboard staring at you waiting for you to fall asleep. <laughs> Roshin <just> might be. <laughs> <laughs> it's not medieval sleep study time. They're just around. Uh, one of the acolytes as well uh, takes to a cot further down the room uh, to get some rest as the first waits up uh, with some meditations, lighting a small candle at their feet just for an amount of light in the room, but still keeping it as dim as possible. Uh, with the Desnan holy text in front of them uh, that they don't open immediately to just sit in their lap uh, and looking towards Resme occasionally but most of the time in quiet contemplative meditation you are unconscious within five minutes because that's what the dreamstone says it does but, but, but when I wake up how do I know if I'm still dreaming is your top with you Oh, I hate you so much. Got him. Got him. And under the watchful eyes of this fine group of folk here, Resme is totally motionless, unconscious, at as far as everyone can see, a visibly peaceful rest through the night. Fatigue finally lifting. <laughs> Peaceful rest. She <laughs> looks like a snore. I mean, at least you're not sharing a room with Marshall. All the cute ones are snores. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and when you wake in the morning... <laughs> or two hours later. Well, I mean, you 
you don't like you can take a two hour sleep. No, no, no. I'm, I'm taking the whole eight hours. You know, it's so good. You are generally <clears throat> sleep through the night. Yeah. It's just like you, if you are pressed for time. No, I'm good. I'm sleeping through uh, the night. You would awaken well rested, perfectly fine, unfatigued, with a fine, peaceable night's rest. Uh, pleasant, very gentle dreams of fluttering butterflies and moonlight graced you by the goddess Desna. It's a good time. There's no, like, shaving cream on my face, is there? And in the morning, for the first time in several days, you are finally going to feel fantastically (sighs) All right, you girls are hired. You have to watch over me every night now. Venom lady, I... uh, For perhaps the better of the worse, we did nothing. You simply slept peaceably through the eve. Uh, they're motionless. Do I snore? Only, no shame. only an appropriate amount. No oh. shame in it. Oh, good. I, I don't know if it's the work of the Dreamstone, uh, the Lady of Dreams herself, watching over such a sanctified place of us, but I saw no ills. Well, How do you feel? I feel wonderful. Um, not tired or sad or... Or run down at all. This is the best I've felt in a week. Then my only regret, perhaps, is that we are unable to diagnose whatever problem it is you've been having. Seems to be a problem. It could perhaps be stress and traumas that maybe your mind just needs a fair bit more nudging to deal with properly. There has been a number of problems with stress and trauma recently, I suppose. Mm, Or maybe whoever or whatever it was couldn't penetrate these walls. Perhaps. While we have no uh, direct magical rewards erected over the church, it is a place of worship and prayer. Uh, Vanda Desna herself shares guidance and sanctity over. And she is a protector of dreams before all else. There are many who would be very hesitant to disturb that. If anyone is of a mind to disturb it, then perhaps that'd be why you would have an issue. But, uh... You look exhausted. I've been staying up all night. She was diligent. Uh, We took shifts, but she stayed by your side through all the darkness. That was so sweet of you. Mm. Thank you. I can't have you being accosted while I'm not paying attention now. Well, for now, perhaps we will just take it at that. And if it happens again, perhaps I will come back and see you again. Very well. We will be here, as we have been for generations. Or maybe you make house calls? If necessary. <laughs> but I do believe Desna's grace has carried you through this evening, and the Midnight Butterfly has seen you to wake well rested in the morning. Oh. Hopefully this persists. Perhaps maybe we should make it back to the inn. Yes, perhaps you should take a little bit of a nap. I mean... Only a couple of hours should see you to rights. Mm, yes, yes, of course, of course. Come along. While I'm out, could you arrange for someone to go and patch the holes in my armor? Uh, oh, uh, yes, of course. Uh, I'll see to it myself. Oh, you're a darling. Thank you. Thank you. Of course. And so, none the wiser, but at least finally well-rested. And now it is Roshin who is trying not to plank in the street as you make your way 
Uh, I imagine back to the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's actually feeling the 50 pounds of steel she's wearing on herself right now. <laughs> As you would come back uh, in the morning, uh, not too long after Marshall and Eleonora have made their daily preparations to meet once more in Uh I think uh, Roisin, who was very sweet and spent the night watching over me, uh, is going to need a couple of hours of rest before we start our day. Morning. That's fine. I'll at least let me finish breakfast. Comes down. I'll take I'll take her armor off of her and go (laughs) work it back. That's like a minute long process. Yeah. Yeah, I know. She looked absolutely horrid. I know. She was worried about me. I um, I haven't been sleeping, um, even with the dreamstone, which is very very unusual. Now, what exactly is the dreamstone? Oh, that's right. Um. It's a, uh, it's a Desnan artifact. It's designed to make it so that you have a, a peaceful, dreamless sleep and awake unfatigued. Uh, Armor off. Bed. It has not stone. been working. Here. <laughs> Dead heart stone here. <laughs> rock. <laughs> second, rock. second rock. To balance uh, out the first my rock. Security rock. Sleep with my security, security rock. rock. Well, just in case anyone breaks, I think. Just hit them with the rock. <laughs> Emotional support rocks. And just. Emotional. I love this early in the morning. Right. She's very dressed down, very plain clothes. She's not done up at all. I woke up kind of hungry. I'm about to go get breakfast. You want to join me? Sure. <clears throat> Marshall's already plowing away. Like, Somewhere else. And uh, from awesome behind shit. the counter, right there, uh, I would raise a hand. Oh, pleasant morning to the pair of you. Uh, if you have breakfast, sounds ready. Have well, an eggs? That would be lovely. Tell me what days you work again. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, just have to. It's through a wheel day most weeks. Uh, my weekend, as it were, starts tomorrow. All right. Gonna write that down in your notes. There, yes, I'm gonna write it down in my freaking notes. Just, just remember, we love you. I even have it printed. <laughs> I don't even write it. It's so it came out of the printer. It like says right there, in concierge, start eight the wheel day. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was information I gave to the party. <laughs> so what does that equate to in normal days? Saturday through Wednesday. Nerd. They do, for the grace of Paizo, keep the names of the days pretty close to what they actually are. Especially Sunday. Sunday is literally still just Sunday. Yeah. It's a, it goes Sunday, Moon Day, Toil Day, Wheel Day, Oath Day, Fire Day, Star Day. So they're all, other than Oath Day, very close. And Fair Day. And they're all almost literally anagrams of the actual day with Fire Day and Star well, Day. Monday yeah, actually used close. to be Moon Day. Yeah, Moon yeah. Day. Like, that was actually it's like only, a real thing. Yeah, fair enough. The more you know. The more you... Hooray for history. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yes, some breakfast would be most welcome. Of course. Uh, can I have a pair of platters coming out for you within uh, just a couple of minutes if you're hungry, both of you? That would be lively. Thank Three. you. Three. As it is. And uh, Renair would head back, uh, shouting for a couple of plates into the kitchen where you can hear sizzling and even over the... Um, Incredible scent that is Marshall's existence. Have you tried bathing him? Um, I'm going to Smell publicly start prestidigitationing him. See, normally this is what takes care of it, but you weren't around yesterday to do it, so it just like, built up. I am literally not even. Hydraulic push. <laughs> Puts him out the door and hopefully make them also smell better for whoever's outside. So, 
Uh, Rasheen, <laughs> as you go upstairs with your new and exciting dreamstone here, bundle them together and lay them down and take a rest. I think I can just tell you because I feel like we've properly isolated a variable here. Make me a will save. Okay. Are you still in the tower? Yes. She's unconscious. The, the last known location is tower. I'm telling you, that tower's cursed. It's a 29. It's hmm. what you get for using the right side. You got to use the other side. Your. With a uh, 29, as you fall asleep, you would uh, fall quickly to a rest uh, as normal. And sleep, you know those when you're so tired, you close your eyes, and then you, you don't even, you're not even positive you went to sleep, yeah, and sleep. then you just open your eyes, and it's a different time of day, <laughs> and you feel like you have just had somebody standing over you with a 20-pound sack of potatoes. Just beating you. <laughs> Every day of my life. the... Open your eyes, like, to the sound of breaking glass. <laughs> <laughs> Just red. <laughs> With blood vessels streaking throughout. You have one of those sleeps. <laughs> but you awaken, finally. Not even positive if it's the same year, or if you died in your sleep from your wounds. <laughs> Asmodeus took you down <laughs> to the fiery plains of hell. Because it felt good. Kind of feels like it. It's really warm. Which seeing is that it's still relatively early in the spring is uh, a bit surprising. Check, uh, am I on fire? It's late Gazrin, so it's starting to warm up outside, but it is warm. And you're not, you, you know, you're pretty sure you take your armor off, but it definitely feels like you're still just laying in your full plate. Ugh. Is this what Doomed 3 feels like? But <laughs> you got to move. Yeah. The armor doesn't come with you. And you realize it's not the, uh, it's not the harsh bed of metal that you're laying on, but of stone. And looking around, the area is illuminated also not by the light of day, but by a red glow coming from below rather than above, not far to your side. Hmm. And as you look that direction, you can see that there is an enormous pool of lava just spread out. Dozens, if not hundreds of feet. It could possibly be as far as you could even see. You're, it's kind of hard to tell. You just woke up and you're not even positive what planet you're on at this point. <laughs> this is surreal. Like, this is just completely surreal. Um, kind of groaning, push yourself up, and just kind of take in these odd surroundings, go sleep in an inn in a bed, wake up on a stone ground next to a lava lake. And you would hear a voice, a woman's voice, not too far away. Oh, finally. Rasheen. Rasheen, can you hear me? A bit. Yes. Where are you? And, uh... Where are we? As you look around, you can see there is a woman standing maybe five feet past your feet, 
hands kind of held almost worried, one clasped in the other, in front of her chest. Uh, and she's dressed almost in rags, like a beggar, standing barefoot in this massive stone cave next to this enormous pool of incredibly hot lava. She's got long, stringy black hair just sort of clinging down across her back. And she looks down at you. It cocks her head a bit. I... I can't believe it's finally worked. Rasheen. That's... You still use this name. I? It's my entire life. No reason to put it down. It's a perfectly fine one. I'm rather fond of it. But... Well, you have me at a disadvantage, Miss... Tamati. 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 And you'd shed everything else I gave you, save for that name and your eyes. And uh, she steps a little bit closer, and you can see that she has the same eyes that you do. Well, the same red eye, at least. And uh, in both pupils. Mother? Is it possible? Is my child. Arshin. It's, it's. It's strangely good to meet you. I. I don't, uh. I, I, I rarely find myself in loss of words, but. I feared perhaps my calls would never reach you. I. Only through sheer stroke of, of absolute luck I found any connection. The connection? Was it the stone? You left it for me. I did. Sorry it didn't come out well. <clears throat> no, I... I understand. My... My friends are... They're protective. It feels odd to say this, but it's... It's good to meet you. <laughs> Family is a... Even one as odd as mine is it's not something lightly cast aside. This is the, the first opportunity I've had to lay eyes on you in, in any capacity since you were but a babe. And even then, I only had the briefest opportunity. Yes, you, you found someone good to leave me with. He'd raised me well. That entire village did. I'd like to think I don't choose poorly. I have access to a great wealth of information and all the time in the world to peruse it. You... You think I don't want the best for my own daughter? I, uh... I'd always hoped. I'd always hoped. I've tried to learn what I can. Not ever been much one for books out there in the hamlets, but... I learned what I could. It felt necessary. Many in your situation, they're such hateful things. They turn so fast. It's unrecognizable within years. Uh, They rebuke their own blood. The gifts bestowed upon them by the very merits of their creation. Ah. I worried you'd be the same. 
Well, I've uh, I've had a rough time of the world. It uh, gives you a bit of perspective. The rough time had nothing to do with you. Perhaps it's well, perhaps it's why I can have a bit different perspective. It's why I imagine everything that you have foreseen. All this power, this connection. This I, I I suppose it's the mortal blood in you that drives you to cling to strange vestiges of divinity. But Oh no. No no no. It was uh it was foisted on me, in fact. Uh, believe you me, it'd uh, be a fine way to retire if I could drop it, but... Then, uh, even a greater blessing. Imagine the full powers bestowed upon you by the very circumstances of your birth, backed by the blessing of a god. It's something that has occurred to me. Quite a retirement plan, isn't it? It's... unthinkable. Do you... Do you know how much effort I've put forth into this search? If it wasn't by raw chance, if it wasn't for a rogue... I have to put this into words that you'll understand. Can't throw out things like uh, Forsworn and uh, Nightborn, but there's a name, perhaps, Reach your mind. Calamite. Uh, Calamite? Calamite. Calamite. That's familiar. I remember it shouted. I don't know if you would have seen much more than her true guise. Uh, curled horns. Smoking steed. Ah, yes. Uh, a rather violent encounter we had. Not too terribly long ago. To my understanding, it was your doing. You and your new mortal friends that have driven her to become Forsworn. Ah, yes, the breaking of her coven. Um, unfortunate, I suppose, it would be from her point of view. Um, to be fair, it wasn't uh, exactly a peaceful meeting we had. Stumbled across each other, actually. It's okay. When I learned of her connections, that she touched your mind, and that... You... You bore her stone. As if you wanted me to find you. Her stone. The dream stone. That's why Resme had such a terrible night's sleep with it. Because it was hag it was it was hag magic it contained. Indeed. A project of her own. She found herself in a, a group of terrible friends. Near magicless. Force one. Uh, even together with the power of three but the connection with an opportunity to finally reach out to you Resme uh, Roshian sorry uh, I she is well cared for I know you didn't know of circumstances you uh, simply did uh, as well as perhaps inevitable for mortal races in our blood to come into conflict uh, we can't find common ground it's near impossible and our aims so, so different in so many cases. But I've taken you here. I didn't. I had my three already. We had our triumph. But for her, it was almost such a personal connection. I cared for her as I would for you. I made room. 
then your coven is four or your coven is two. Yeah, triumphs as the power comes from threes. Like, never room for four. As I suspected, you're, you've made quite a sacrifice. Well, the sacrifices still can make their own gains. Yes. Is as game of soldiers. Move forward a night into a position of folly to be lost immediately. Put your head in the greater state of the board. Mm. And, and as uh, someone who's been that night on the board before, I can tell you, it's a rough going. And she turns and gestures to the uh, the the pool of lava here. Even you, Rasheen, you cast in here with no background, no knowledge, no understanding. Even you can see the gains of such sacrifice. And, uh, turning to the pool of lover, Strymalura! Rise! And the surface of the lava would sort of whirl a bit, as you can see something moving underneath it. And a hill of molten rock would rise up as a massive creature emerged from beneath the lava. A draconic visage seeming to be carved of pocked black stone mounted with enormous horns and a twisting neck down to a truly massive dark obsidian body. A dragon, full-blooded, full-grown, rising up from this lava at her call, smile on her face, as she faces this. Hershey's just gonna kind of step behind her <laughs> a little bit, just <laughs> watching this dragon rise out of the lava. There's no worry, my child. Stramalura, you call it. Stramalura. And she owes much of a power now to me. It's not harm you. You have... Goodness gracious, mother. Quite impressed. You see now what is possible, Rasheen. What can be achieved through such sacrifice? Well, the power of triumph. I have Kalamit, and her connection to you truly is all I really value in her. Her space could just as quickly be free. Ah. Hmm. Indeed. I'm glad to know you, Mother. But there's still more things I have to do here. More sacrifice, you understand. Please! It's mortal squabbles. This is the first opportunity I've had to reach you, but Calamite has seen... It won't be the last. ...through Resme's dreams, through her mind. Do you deal with what? group of slavers cultists in a jungle I deal with what goddess the Scarlet charges Triad to do. is nothing they seek to make a deal with Strymalura why I've come here are you serious they're going after her they seek her aid and I think our paths will converge here whether you see the benefit in it or not yeah. if you follow them You'll find this cavern. I see. 
then let me make you this promise then, Mother. I'm torn between two worlds right now. I could join you now, but you said it yourself. This divine power you'd be wanting that would make our bonds unbreakable. Our triumph would be unstoppable. It would have power unheard of throughout this plane or any other. Do you honestly think that Goddess Milani would allow me to continue to grow in strength should I join you, though? Power that you already command just through your blood. Were you to retain this divine blessing, whatever small, eager magic it gives you, this would be a boon, of course, but not one that you would need. Well, talk to Kalamit if you're wondering how small it is. She saw it firsthand. You found a triad of what? Anis? Ground makers? Call themselves. They dig through mud. Calling it magic, thinking their art holds any sway over anyone with a semblance of thought beyond swinging swords at them. Daimalura! Kovlar will fall, and you will have it. But, wait. This is my daughter. Her and her friends will come for Lady Embermead. Hold her off yet longer, and you will see. Very well. What you say is true, then. We'll be coming at this through very different paths, but at the same place regardless. If I use this dreamstone on other nights, can I still meet you? Of course. I'd like that. Even if I can't exactly join the family business yet. I hope, Roshin, that once you make your way here in person, you understand. That I might. By the power of your blood, of my blood. If we were to join in ritual, if we were the same triumph, look at what I can do even without you. And imagine what we could do together. Just gonna look at this dragon again, just kind of staring down at them both. Um, and she's gonna be a little overawed. Um, if our enemies are so powerful as to even be able to make a play for such a beast, then perhaps we can arrange a deal. Oh, hey, look oh, at that thing. There it is. Look at that thing. <laughs> okay. It looks okay. like it's vomiting ketchup. I'm deliberately, <laughs> deliberately not looking at the stat block next to it, but I did see that number. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> so... The number scares you. Please, please don't join the hag charmed ones. <laughs> Um. Oh. <laughs> Follow your friends. Do what you must. Fate will bring you to Kavlar. Then I look forward to our physical meeting. <laughs> You'll always be my mother, and I love you dearly. And I, you, Rasheen. Don't think that I left you out of anything but necessity and wishes for you to have the best chance in your life. I understand. Uh, Hags make Triumphant. the best mothers from a distance. 
I can understand. Uh, so it's been... But all in all, most of the tragedy in my life, very little of it has been your doing. Well. In fact, I'd say almost none of it has been your doing. As I said, I have tried to give you the best chance in life possible. Well, it's worked out, and for that I'm grateful. Perhaps I'd like to speak with you again later in the future. Depending on the condition I'm in when I wake up, though, it may or may not be safe to do. <laughs> that... But a worthy sacrifice, as you say. The magic in that stone, linked to Calamite's triumph and to me, will work differently with you as it did your friend. Resme. She has no connection to the magic, so it simply weighs on her. She sees it as nightmares, as fire and ash and pain. Yours is it's not wrong, though. Well, <laughs> this is just running out to the track. <laughs> I suppose that much is fair. Let's please keep it with you. Return as you will. I shall. And think on the value of family, Rashina. It's never quite left my mind. And she turns back around from this huge dragon as uh, Strymalura sinks back in the lava here and puts her hands up towards you. The thumbs and index fingers together. Almost like a triangle. The rest of her hands splayed. And you feel the heat sort of overwhelm you for a moment as everything goes back to darkness. And that... You awaken back in your bed. The Why does everything point. have to traumatize Resme? The spawn point for anyone that's not attuned with the magic is in the pool of lava. <laughs> <laughs> You're having a dream. It's just not fun. So how does Roisin feel when she wakes up? Well, you don't feel nearly as rejuvenated as you have when you slept with the Dreamstone. Mm -hmm. uh, it certainly does not have the same kind of effects. Uh, you're definitely fatigued, but it's more because you've only got a couple hours of sleep and stayed up so late, and you don't feel like it's its just its physical detriment. It's not, it doesn't seem to you like any magical effect of the stone. Okay. Uh, it is going to have none of the benefits of the Dreamstone, but none of the drawbacks that it had for Resume either. So it's basically just a rock, and if I sleep with it, I get to go meet my mother. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. It's a, it's a telephone rock. It is uh, It is your mom's cell phone number. I love <laughs> No, no, you I have a... bad date. I'm calling my mom. I'm gonna call my it's... mom. No, you have a pet rock. Don't dress it up. <laughs> FaceTime your mom. You that have a so pet cool. rock. That was so cool. So is that the, is that Res... the medieval magical version of a pager? If you think about it. It's like a Zoom account. It's a one-way Zoom account. It's like an email, but your mom's kind of a boomer, and she only checks her mail like once a day. She has to log in. To <laughs> once a day? I try once a week. <laughs> anyway. So at that point, it would be uh, late morning, getting closer to lunchtime as Rishim would finally awaken and uh, head downstairs to uh, meet the rest of the party here with whatever early morning errands you would have run. Uh, well, with a couple of hours of day to you, Rasheen does not look like super hell, but still clearly looks a bit uh, exhausted. Are you okay? Yeah. 
Yeah, actually, I'm fine. Strangely, I'm fine. Starving, actually. Let's have a drink. Eat. Eat. Marshall just tosses you a, a mug and like a plate full of like, bacon food? and eggs. We've been bacon. eating this entire time. <laughs> huh? It's been like two or three hours. Second Gotta breakfast. Recover. Second breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> you also gotta remember Marshall eat is a dumb truck. <laughs> he never really stops eating. Picking he always stops. If he's not fighting, drinking, or eating, he's doing one or the other. So Roshin falls on the plate of eggs and bacon like <laughs> ravenously and just devours the whole thing and drinks a lot of water. <laughs> he's feeling a little dehydrated this morning. That's fair. Stay hydrated. Are you sure you're all right? You seem a bit odd. I just had a had a bit of a rough night, but uh, sacrifices all worth it in the end. Sacrifices? Yeah, stayed up all night watching you, watching you sleep. You're adorable oh. when you sleep. You snore in the most delightful little way. I do not snore. My brothers say I snore, and they were just doing it to torture me. Well, yeah, it makes you feel do. any better. My little sister snored when she slept too. It was outright adorable. Okay, fine. I snore. It's an adorable type of snoring. It's not like, it's 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 not like an ugly type of snoring. I promise you. It reminds me of my mom's snoring. My dad. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm glad you've got at least some sleep. Yes, I did. Any luck getting my armor patched up? Oh, uh, yeah. You would have easily been able to do that in the morning. Yeah. That's just like menial repairs that I'm not even going to bother putting yep, a price so, on. It's be yeah. fucking coppers. And I'm just going to go ahead and take the one. And I'm an expert in crafting, so yeah, you should oh, be you able could, to. You could also just fix Yeah, that's what I was going to do. I was just going to fix it while she was sleeping. Ah, thank you. Perfect. Might need it the next time I run into a. Whatever one of those things were. A wizard? No, no, no. He was easy. I don't know. I didn't get to know him very well. Yes, well, if he, if he, he, he suddenly came down with a bad uh, rapier thrust through the throat, perhaps we would have been able to know, meet him better. In, uh, Where is Valia, by the way? She'll be here. Valia's still be here. Ah, there she and, is. Uh, Bit of a horse cough. In <laughs> other situations, I gladly would have left him alive if for no other reason than we could have learned what he had to say. But given the situation, we didn't need to be surrounded by those a devil machine on one side and a competent wizard on the other. I think it's a, probably a wise tactical decision. One thing I did want to do while uh, she was sleeping um, is go someplace private and pull out, because um, I remembered what it is, the books that I got from the wizard's study that talked about like the, the what I like to call the demon dimension or whatever it was. The bad place. The, the bad de- place. The demon dimension. I mean, the dimension. Shut the cu- up forever. Get <laughs> <laughs> out of my house. You're bad. When she makes puns, she's being a punish. When he makes puns, he's immediately the bad guy. It's a I mean, really I guess, bad pun, though. Yeah, it was really it good, though. <laughs> I guess in between meals, Marshall could be taking that one strike room from the one uh, one of the things from the... Oh, yeah, you could be moving the runes over. Yeah, just be like, boop, boop, boop. And in between, just, you know, a uh, piece give, of bacon. Give, yeah, give me a crafting <laughs> check. Crafting. Because you need to spend the day doing that. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, you can right. definitely do it while you're eating. Like, that'll be your downtime day to day. Yeah, that's fine. That's, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, easy. Crafting, uh, you said? Yep. And it's plus one striking, so it's. Uh, I don't have anything to exchange, so that's only going to be a whopping 18. 18? And you break. Did you do a session roll day? 
I, I did. Yeah, you were intimidating the, Intimidate. the barmaid. It's just what you get. Instant karma. So I'm so, guessing this is going to take all day. You would be, uh, you'd be spending the day trying to move the runes over from one of the flails you've gotten from the Scarlet Triad thugs onto your your new mall. Uh, but I you can. wanted to yep. look through the extra planar registry. Yeah. So it's written in Infernal, which you can read that uh, read that fairly easily. It is very in depth. Now, the extra planar registry seems to be much what it says on the surface. Uh, it is a directory through the various planes. It's like the uh, demon yellow pages. With not to specific individuals so much as to uh, different types of beings <laughs> throughout all sorts of intersecting dimensions. Uh, the inner cover of the book has an interesting diagram that surely you would have seen before in your studies, which is the nesting of the planes, uh, the material plane with the ethereal plane overlapping yep. and expanding into uh, the heavens and the hells uh, outside of it, ethereal uh, ethereal, almost uh, askew perpendicular to it, crossing through the various elemental planes as orbs outside, overlapping only in the edges. But the generally accepted overlay of the dimensions. Uh, this book is phenomenally thorough, covering every kind of uh, what you would think of as an outsider that you've ever heard of, and even so much more beyond that. And, and having this on your person will forever just give you a, a pretty girthy bonus to any kind of knowledge recall about outsiders. Uh, because I, I already have planar lore, but this will... Yeah. Uh, but additionally, looking through it, it is a lot more than that. It does have some references to powerful individuals throughout the cosmos. Uh, the Earth Elemental Barons who run the, uh, one of the greatest markets throughout the plains at the center of the plain of Earth. Uh, the great citadels within the plain of fire, the Afridi dwell within, uh, some of their kings and patrons. It is a tome of incredible interest. And through some of these connections, there is a contact ritual. Uh, this tome contains the planar ally ritual which does require a strong divine connection uh, to attempt to basically reach down to the hells, up to the heavens, or to whatever it is that you are pious toward for aid to contact one of their servants directly. This is not a summoning spell. This does not create an echo. This would literally call angels from the heavens to your side. Is it the exact same ritual I found in the hag's lair or is it different? When you got in the hag's lair... I got planar ally also along with this, resurrect. Yeah, I'm just would, curious to see if it had... This would be a... Uh, what the hags had was a modified version of this. Okay. Uh, this would be much more because they were I mean after it for very different kind of things. That's what uh, I but figured. But this is a much more wide ranging and general purpose spell. Uh, beyond calling them specifically, uh, and without such a requisite divine connection, it is kind of the demonic yellow pages, because it also has a very intricate ritual for contact uh, that would let you reach out 
to uh, one of the greater beings of the cosmos simply to re directly request information. Uh, it's the commune ritual. Hey, Cthulhu, what's it going to be like today? <laughs> <laughs> what's the weather like like today? The Sup, Cthulhu loser? is a very powerful divination. Wow. Uh, but it is as it is reaching throughout planes, uh, information retrieved is largely limited to functionally yes or no answers. Mm -hmm. uh, but this ritual, while invested and expensive, would let you call out to your literal god, hypothetically, with questions. There is one more further, uh, more of a failsafe. A ritual so powerful uh, that you can only make some understanding of how it even functions. The magic of this is certainly well beyond your capabilities and even your understanding of magic. But as far as you can tell, it is a ritual to lock and banish a creature, regardless of the plane of origin, the plane of casting, or the home plane. Wow. To eject them to their own black demi-space, voided from the dimensions. Ease. And like, like with my un with like with my understanding of the banishment spell. Bam. Like, this is, like, ten steps above this that. Is this, is, this, is a ritual, <laughs> this is a ritual that would require a, a physical construction of uh, a manifested magical prison, costing thousands of golden enchantments, a minimum of seven ritualists to commit, but they would be banished from all existence forever. So if there is an A I really needed to delete, this would be the way to do it. What was the name of the dude with the adventurer's hat and the blunderbuss? Thaddeus Stoutmore. We are not banishing <laughs> Thaddeus Stoutmore. Thaddeus Stoutmore, come here, he's standing in the box. <laughs> For a day. <laughs> Huh. Um. She's gonna need some considerable time to think about what the implications of having this are. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's going back in my bag of holding. It's possible that greater <laughs> the, demons and angels might come for me. The mere existence of this ritual yeah. is not troubling because this would be something that you honestly would probably never even have considered is possible because even like say there is a man and you don't like the man like i don't know brizak Varashma, and you stab him through the throat with a rapier and he dies he's not banished from existence his spirit is somewhere goes to the boneyard it goes to the spiral tower uh where phrasma judges it and then yeets it off to some afterlife, then he becomes like a practitioner in Axis, or a fiend in Hell, or something. This, like you, are gone. Exiled. Removed Exiled from play. Exiled from existence. Enjoy the void. Mm. This is beyond non-existence. This is something that it's very possible you would piss off Phrasma by casting. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, hey, that was mine. It's you might get book. psycho pops like, 
Uh, could you not? Like, <laughs> yeah. excuse me. Um, I know what you're doing. Cr crim you Crimson Nexus, can we get one thing straight? This is Giga Slave. Don't don't be throwing that in here if you're gonna like if you're gonna get the, the stuff wrong. This I'm is so ste proud of you right now. This is a step up from Dragon Slave. Are we talking about the Slayers right now? Oh, yes. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so Resme is not gonna even tell the party about this right now. Not because she doesn't trust them, more because she doesn't want to put them in any more danger than she is in herself. Jeez, Roisin feels the same way. And so, and also, she's starting to think some of them are a little shady sometimes, and she loves them all. But this is staying in the bag for now. You gotta do an axe, a lizard who likes poisoning people, a girl who might have a hag that controls a dragon come after you, and, and the uh, Phantom of the Opera a lady over who has here. A book that might get you banned by Phrasmus. So, like, <laughs> you guys will be fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, like I'm the we're becoming higher level protagonists now. I feel like I'm You're the not a real Pathfinder character until you have at least, at least one thing on your person that pisses a deity off specifically. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Um, crap on the short while, 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 <laughs> while I'm down here trying not to crap myself, um, I guess I'll take a look at his spell book also, since I didn't have a whole lot of time to look through uh, that. Yeah, and his spell book would have... He was a pretty potent caster. Uh, probably maybe a little... He was about at your level, you mm -hmm. would say. Uh, he does have an interesting collection of six level spells in here, and I can give you the spells that he yeah, has. Yeah, that's fine. You just uh, we, later. Can do, we can do it later. Um, but of interesting note, as you are able to read through them, they are arcane, so you can read through them perfectly fine. Uh, he has two... Uh, he actually shares a lot with you. He's got black tentacles. He's got cone of cold. He's got dispel. He's got dimension door. He's a bad wizard. He is a man of fine, refined taste. Invisibility and mirror image. In the same place it's the same time. <laughs> Wait, it's it's almost like there are spells that are useful yeah. and there are spells that are not useful. Uh, and I take the ones that are. I found her secret identity. <laughs> Stop I, it. I piece it together. Actually, you know what? She Stop. can just step right in. What happens if you speak with dead and you pretend to be them in such an exquisite fashion they can't even be mad? I just a really confused ghost. I don't know. <laughs> Logic. But a, a large portion of his spell book is dedicated to summoning rituals uh, that he has organized like several, several pages of potent uh, devil binding spells. Uh, they are all very specifically aimed at summoning and employing devils and fiends uh, and wouldn't really be usable for anything else. Uh, but he has those for literally first or second through sixth level. He has wow. he has summon fiend as a second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth level spell on his spell list. This man, this had, man had one goal. Dude, this he man had no dating life. Friggin so he had if, no if dating life. Never Kool Aid Man to that wall. We would literally probably still be fighting. His goal is mm -hmm. cast Wall of Force, which is also in there. Cast Wall of Force on the door. Summon fiend, summon fiend, summon fiend, summon fiend, summon fiend, and just like yeet devils out the hallway at you. And, uh, and he can black tentacles, which doesn't have to like go out. He can just be like, that room is tentacles now. Uh, so he is kind of a menace. But, uh, a menace. But, but we Three turns in. <laughs> He's a, well, because I mean like the biggest thing he can summon, because they, they, they took summon spells and brought them very in line in second edition. Mm -hmm. Six level summon can summon the blue chain guys. 
Yeah. So like they're not that that's the highest level thing he can summon. And he can do that once and then he has to start going down the ladder. Mm -hmm. So yeah. like he's gonna summon mild annoyances while he sits in his room being a nuisance. <laughs> Typical summoner strategy. Which is, I'm gonna step out of the character, the GM, the, the, to the, the gaming seat for a second here. It's kind of indicative when they literally made a boss caster that was a summoner that's still a garbage level threat to the party that they were like, hey, summoning, we don't do that here. <laughs> out of second edition. Uh, like it's, it's there, but man, it's really hard to make. They even gave him like, he has boss crap, like, that's a spell? He has a, a perk. Because you have to you even have to sustain summons now. So it takes oh, an wow. action every round to keep him around. He even right. has boss bull crap that says when he summons, he gets hasted for free and can only use the action to sustain the spell. That's hilarious. And he's still crap. Like summoner wow. <laughs> It's okay. Summoner playtest was coming. We'll get the actual class. But like a summoner wizard seems like they're so bad they'd be unplayable in a second. I don't know how it'd be hard to make it work. So, You'd have to try real hard. So that one big thing with the needle, which is good or because it was stupid was in first, and I hated it. Yeah, so. that was the actual boss fight. I thought that was like a different version of like gray or something. All right, Should I, I mean say Pazo's mechanics were stupid on the Pazo channel. I'm doing it. They were stupid, but you fixed <laughs> it. So but they're better now. But they're better now. We love second edition. Um, <laughs> I'm a director. I can't go back, man. Me second too. Is so good. Second is Before so good. Before we step back in character, I get asked occasionally, are you going to play more first edition? I, no. I don't know if I can go back, man. Second's so second, good. Second, to be second is like Second so is good. more inviting. It's, first it's edition's like, a run-down little hall at the end of the I, street with no lights. Second is like a nice big mansion with a warm Like heart. I liked first at the time. It was great. But now that I've played second, I don't know that I can go back, man. It's, it's Dude, just like, it's like the difference between drinking Lagavulin the, the and way, Captain Morgan. I, I built the first edition character. Was I just went online and looked up a build and copied it? Like it was. That's probably wise. Yeah. It's probably wise. Yeah. Like, I, I can't do all this research. But it's like, oh, they fixed everything, man. I love second. And second anyway. is, if this feels like you can make a character, throw whatever you want on it, go. This is my character. Let's do it. Both is good. Both is good. Yeah. I just did both. Take good. everything from more first campaigns edition for you. and port it over to second edition, I mean, so you have more campaigns. Just port it, just like with a magic. There's a wand. Discord for that. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Anyway. Um, all right. Max. So, um, this. She'll mate. Maybe she'll sell this. Maybe. I mean, it, it's not super threatening. She'll probably just tear out the summoning thing. So the knowledge contained within, as is, is quite valuable. Yeah. Uh, you reckon that to a, uh, a wizard powerful enough to understand what he has, this extra plane of registry could be worth. Oh, no. The extra plane of registry like, ain't going anywhere. I'm oh, talking about the, the spell book. Uh, they would be near useless without the information that is in the book, because the commune and the uh, the right. planner ally are referencing so the members in the registry. But this book, just so you know, what you got would you could probably sell this to a wizard for fifteen hundred gold. Like it's this is a uh, valuable book. That you what have. about just the spell? That's what I meant. Just the, the spell is part if of I it. Rip the pages out. That's what I mean. They'd be useless without the rest of the book. No, like the, the spell the book. The wall of force. Oh, the dude's spell book. Yeah, the dude's yeah. spell book. Oh, I'm talking about the extra planner. Oh, registry. no, that's not going anywhere. I have literally no idea what a spell book is worth. I'd we'll have calculate to calculate uh, Yeah, we can figure that later. It's a six level caster's spell book. It's probably decent. But um, I have to look up not most of Yeah, no, I mean, I don't do that right you now. could offer me a kingdom and I still wouldn't give anybody this book. It's what not about, going anywhere. What about two kingdoms? Like a nice kingdom or a craft kingdom? Like Breach Hill like or like Shelly yeah. I don't about, want either of those what things. What about Absalom? I mean, absolutely, but not right now. <laughs> <laughs> 
Maybe next campaign. Wait, no, you're um, a weeb. You gotta go to Tanja. Why are you using like strange like words? Anyway, anyway. By the time that uh, Rasheen wakes up and comes down, you've had a couple of hours to look through this and uh, pour over both uh, Brazak's spellbook and the Explainer Registry and find what you can of interest. I think the high notes in the spellbook that might be useful to you is Wall of Force, if you don't already know that, which is a six-level spell. Uh, he also, you can see what he did uh, initially in the battle. There is a spell that is much akin to Dimension Door, uh, but rather than focusing your own essence to a point in space, it is controlling all of the space around you, uh, allowing you to relocate entire groups of creatures and focused as it is willing or otherwise within the sphere. Uh, collective transposition is a six level spell that is also in his thing. It lets, it lets you teleport anybody that is within 30 feet of you to somewhere else within 30 feet of you. I, I like it. Within 30 feet of you. Yeah. Oh. Does it? So he took all of the, he, he, like he didn't, didn't couldn't see you guys, he couldn't target you, but he had all of the devils that were in the room with him and he took them to within 30, they were within 30 feet of him. He put them within 30 feet of him on the other side of the wall. I just got I just literally threw them random. That was his wheelbarrow. Will, that was, that was his wheelbarrow. That was how he, yeah, that was how he, got them into the room in the first place. You collective transposition and like, you're here, go to that room. I don't know where, because I can't see what's going on in there, but in there. Huh. Um, that's spelled a lot of opportunities. Yeah, it's really interesting. Forced like tactically repositioning. Like you could basically take a fight and just tactically reposition Nick, everything. Nick, take, take, take your nerd hat off for Pretty a second. Pretty much, you could absolutely use this to reposition nearly everybody in the bubble because I there's a limit on targets, but it's pretty high. What if? We were all flanking all of you. Yeah. Let me see. Collective transposition. What if your fighters trade places so, in the front? So normally, fighters in the other room. If you cast it to the height <laughs> of your ability, mm -hmm. uh, you are going to be able to only target a pair of creatures with it. But every time it happens, yeah. it, it gets more creatures. That's its height, and as you can target more things. Yeah, I'm. Say you're on top of a wall. Yeah, I have. I, it, it's it's a spell on the arcane list here. that you yeah. can just take. You can just take. It's just a regular. Spell. It's just a regular spell. Yeah. Yeah, um, hypothetically, I this is the out of character section of the show, I guess. I thought about it. I liked it what collective transposition does, and I was like, neat. What are the odds? Two members of the party, the other side of the window, fall eight stories and die. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. See, and the like, first right? thing I'm I... obviously not doing that, but you could. See. Well, and the first thing the force in the way, because then he has no line of effect to us. But he has a need line of effect. Really? He needs to be able to target you, but it's not like he's... It's not a line of effect kind of thing. If it's in, like it's uh, within 30 feet. I'd say he needs line of sight. He needs to be able to effectively target you, but I don't think he needs line of effect to do something oh, like that. So he could actually cast that it's through like, a wall of force. Yeah, it's like fear. I'm pretty sure, like black tentacles. I'm pretty sure you can cast that on the other side of a wall of force. But it's like... Also, since we're going to like anime day school, we could also use it to like make like a kissing scene really awkward where all of a sudden, like, you know, you well, thought. Okay, you're done with that thought. Anyway, <laughs> so Rasheen. My head suddenly hurts. <clears throat> Band to the void. Rasheen. <laughs> Where's that band spell? Uh, back to this where you come back down. You have this book, you've read through all this, you've uh, learned what you can from it. You could also make another attempt to identify that thurible, by sure. the way, because it is a new day. And uh, you as well, while we're doing uh, stuff here, could have re-attempts to identify Go the away. four little things in the gem tin. Identify. 
See? That's rewarded. Friend. It lives down there. You, you've taken more stats classes than me. You know so, that's bullshit. That's a 32. I got a 40. To identify the unknown poison. You got a 40? Yes, I did. <laughs> so uh, you nice. are going to get this outright. That is a solid critical success. Uh, what you have here, this strange sensor, is a moderate thurible of revelation, which with the critical success I will just give to you absolutely directly you know everything that it does um you can use it as an incense burner and it does take some semi-rare incense uh put within it you gotta spend about five golds worth to activate it uh but once you activate it it'll burn for an hour and as long as you're holding it you get a plus two bonus to all religion checks uh you cannot critically fail to decipher religious writing it's just, it's a moderate thermal revelation you can just put in your thing too uh, but also once per day, while you, when you turn it on, you can activate the um, latent magic in it to make it stronger for that hour. And for one action, you can hold the sensor up, the burning sensor of incense, in front of your face and look through it. And have asthma? And you will get sea invisibility for the rest of the round. Oh, cool. That's cool. Hmm. That's awesome, because I just like totally threw that spell away. It's actually pretty, it's pretty neat. It's pretty that neat is really thing. neat, yeah. So you, comrade, are able to finally identify with another day, uh, another morning of alchemical work, these four little nuggets in the gemmed tin. A 40 is also a... Uh, we got a 30... I got a 32. 32 is a regular success. Uh, you would know that this resin is a contact poison, uh, so it's not something you could easily slap onto your weapon. Uh, but it's made from a sap excreted by a tree infected by an incredibly virulent fungus. It's not the fungus itself that's the poison. It's what it causes the tree sap uh, to exude once the tree has been overrun. But the result is a ridiculously potent poison. Uh, we're talking north of 30 saving throw. Ridiculously Whoa potent poison that is just going to do a crap load of damage. Uh, so a contact poison of you probably will maybe die. You maybe die. If you fail this a couple times, you, you probably die. Very lethal. Alright, All right, and down, uh, what's kids. the name of the... Your thing? Yeah. Moderate Thurible of Revelation. Thank you. I got it on the book. Okay, great. Yeah, crit success, you just know everything about it. Well, she didn't pocket that when no one was looking, so I wrote it down. Fair. <laughs> well, it's not in the hidden corner. <laughs> so we'll switch back over to uh, to you for the day here, for a moment here, Trishik, because are you going back or are you addicted to everything that is in this alchemy lab here? Well, I got a f we got stuff here. I don't want it to go bad. <laughs> Fair answer. I can't let it go bad, man. It's too good. It's valuable. It's free resources that yeah. I can turn into more money or useful poison. It's free real estate. It's already here. Why not use it? So what do you want to... Are you going to downtime day here to work on this? Mm -hmm. So you want to work on the scorpion poison, or do you want to work on the... Well, the scorpion poison is a not necessarily known until I start playing with it, but it's... No, that one's that one's done... Yeah, it's done enough that you, it's pretty comfortable. That one so, would take, like, a day of work. Yeah, I want to uh, finish that and get whatever I can out of that. Okay, so, I mean, give me a craft check. It's friggin' scorpion venom. I don't think you can fail this. It's half-baked scorpion venom. Uh... 24. Yeah, you're fine. 
Uh, on a 24 and another day of downtime here in the tower, you'll be able to finish a batch, uh, giving you six, do uh, six more doses of giant scorpion venom, which is uh, entry-level poison. It's money. It's money. It's not particularly potent, but uh, it doesn't feel good. Oh, yeah, if you decide to rub it on, like, rubbing alcohol on a cut, probably wouldn't feel too good. Probably but, uh, don't do that, is the yeah. thought that you could have. Oh, so that sounds like 14 monies. Ray, <laughs> money. Um, speaking of uh, money, um, one thing I did want to do today, since we've already kind of done half the day sleeping and just kind of hanging around, is uh, to go back to the uh, the guy who we gave the other half of the beta to, to see what he was able to make, because he was working on some stuff for us. Oh, yeah, he was just right. trying to make you leather, right? Like, yeah. You just want straight leather. Right? I thought you wanted gloves. Yeah, we wanted, gloves? We wanted gloves acid. and boots. Gloves. Oh, right, 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 right. Okay, fair enough. Gloves and uh, boots. I, I forgot. It's been a minute that. since that happened. I knew you left it with him. I knew you wanted him to do something, but I wasn't sure if it was just make leather. Uh, Gloves and boots. So as you go to leave into town to head off mentioning you have a man making beat of leather for you, Valia interrupts for a moment. Um, if I may, I would like to, well, ask to borrow the assistance of either Miss Eleanor or Miss Rasheen for a moment. Not for the whole afternoon, but for at least some... Fine. Well, they're not my woman slaves. You ask them. Uh, Eleanor's just sitting at a table, like <laughs> sewing needle in her mouth. That changed Resume's mood at the time, by the way. <laughs> you caught her at a lucky moment. Hey. Well, I'm afraid I'm not quite familiar enough with your structure to know if that's a jest or not. So I, uh, I hope they're, they're not my employees. Uh, unlike the last uh, group that I was traveling with, they're uh, well. They, uh, they, they won't, they won't, they won't be employed by me. She has a contract and everything. It's actually rather interesting. What about independent contractors, something like that sort. This but anyways, I'm, I'm more than happy to help you out with whatever you was a breach little thing that you had spoken of, some in the monkey jungle. Right. Well, that's excellent to know that your business has been thriving, thriving them. You've been able to hire such uh, effective mercenaries. Yes. It has been. Well, she's not wrong. Oh. I have just a little stuff in his face. Speaking of which, I'm really going to need your signature on this before we go much further. My signature on what? Oh, it's a good deal. It's a good deal. You should take it. Excellent deal. Oh, well, Lady Rasheen, I'm afraid I can't sign that. If you would, why not? No, I have my family still with me. Oh, of course. I, I'll be happy to wait if we want to make it all official. Actually, yeah. Oh, you're too young to consent for yourself, are you? Well, I've heard no. of that in some places. Well, it's not that. It's that the fact that anyone can go around signing any nobility's name to any piece of paper they want and it'd be legally binding. So you put a family seal on that only the family would have, and therefore it's proven that I'm the one that signed it. Ah. Oh, so these family seals are magically enchanted to prevent anyone not of the family from using well, them. It's... I'm not going to get in that discussion. I think it's all stupid, said, done, but I ain't going to go well, sign another piece of paper. It's a very practice among noble families to ensure that these... It sounds like signing your name with extra steps. It Rick sounds like something the nobility have cooked up to make it seem more fancy when they sign their names. Uh, that's about it, but I'm still she, not going to uh, go all above... Um, she pulls up her book and... Pomp and posture. Hand and starts oh, you're getting pretty good at that. Paging through. <laughs> Either way... I carry mine around with me. Actually... I do not. You might say I kind of left it back at home when I left. 
didn't really find the need to be signing up pieces of paper. You're getting really good at that, aren't you? God damn it. On that note. What's up, Marshall? Um, I was going to ask. I remember uh, uh, Iggy told me about the engineer or whatever on the other side of the bridge. Right. I'm going to go visit them. And on in character, uh, Marshall's like, you know what? Enough of this. He puts the drink down. Yeah. Point sir. I'm going to fix your problem. Walks off, carries his stuff. Either way. Right, from that's out of the way. What can I do for you? <laughs> yeah, how can we help? Put him away. Well. It, and uh, she just references it directly. It says in here that typically seals of familial nobility are used to. Uh, it is much the same as a signature, but to ensure just an additional layer of security against uh, any kind of fraudulent additions, of course, it is. A, a name signed is one thing, but it's generally a mere formality, uh, demonstrating binding, whereas a sigil is something recognizable and more difficult to reproduce, pro- reproduce appropriately. Like this. Uh, she'll actually take out her own family seal. It makes sense, but it's... Oh, look at you! It's been some time since I've been in the company to have to worry about messing with such things. And she just kind of holds the book and sort of looks at the book kind of oddly and puts it back on her head. Alright, well, I don't want to occupy too much of your time, Lady Rasheen, but I imagine this would take perhaps an hour, maybe two. I have it to spare. Much as you're willing to assist me, of course. Of course, of course. You've, you've, you've fought alongside us and bled more than most of us have. You've earned that much, at least. Well, Miss Galadherman and uh, Lady Eleanor, let me not delay you to your evenings er- or to your day's errands. I have a few things to gather, and I'll have Miss Rasheen back to you before the evening. I'm going to go get some gloves and boots, but uh, if you need to run home and grab anything before you come back, please feel free to do so. Well, home's kind of far away. Well, why don't you come with me, then? She's like looking at her dress that has still torn up. She was trying to sew. I thought you were wearing something different. I am wearing it. She, she has it spread out in front of her. She was had talking to you all while doing this. Darling, uh, that's a lost cause. Anyway. Nothing's a lost cause if you don't give up on it. <laughs> so the two of you, Resme and Eleanor, can make your way to the southern side of the town. Out from the... Uh, uh, out from the docks district here and across to the other side to Old Kintargo, uh, where you had met with the leather worker that was working a bit of the beta, and for the payment of just a chunk of the beta itself, he's agreed to make you a couple pairs of gloves and boots, and after a few days' work, they have come to fine fruition. Uh, they are an interesting sort. The height of the beta, uh, when tanned and treated, still rough and thick. Uh, of course, the scales across it, making it far less malleable than traditional leather. Uh, so even the lining on the inside of the gloves is a relatively thick, if padded, leather, uh, just to ensure that the scales of uh, on the backs of one finger don't rip through the lining of another. Uh, the inside of the glove is this rough, thick leather. Uh, and as he hands the pairs of them over to you, uh, there's not much I could do with them aside from making... Uh, Thick workman's gloves. Uh, was uh, with skin like this and scales, no real possibility to make something finer. Or... No, work gloves are exactly what I wanted. But they'll certainly be near indestructible. The backs of these things, and 
they were very difficult to treat. Admittedly, a lot of the a lot of the tanning process here involves a lot of chemical work, and the vats out back. That's the foul smell that you can smell even out on the road walking by. Uh, these near resisted half of the treatments we had to do to them. We had to go to levels of concentrates that I've never worked with before. So, I'm glad to say that they came out fine enough. Uh, They're wonderful. It's something unique to me, but it was a learning process. I, it took a bit of it to do some samples and work with uh, beforehand to make sure things were going to work out as I expected. Learn from that and find a few pairs of these. Oh, thank you. Oh, so thank you for this opportunity. Two or three. Uh, how many did you want? I ordered three, but then I didn't three. know. Yeah, okay, he, like, he gave me a huge chunk of beta. I mean, he's going to give you as many as you wanted. And then I'd ordered two pairs of boots. And we have those as well. Uh, much the same, but fitted with uh, thicker, layered soles uh, that are much more rigid as befitting boots of the kind. Oh, thank you. They're perfect. They're going to be so lovely when I put glitter and jewels on them. But I just uh, make sure you're careful with whatever you're, uh, you're mounting on them. If you're using some kind of agent to try to bind things to the scales, I, no, I, that is going to be borderline I, impossible. I was kidding. <laughs> <laughs> These will not be going to the ball with me, I'm afraid. But they are, I imagine, boots and gloves that will last you the rest, the rest of your life. I, I will be more than impressed if you manage to wear Susie's. It's unlikely. Uh, thank you so much. Your craftsmanship is, as I was led to believe, unparalleled. It's been a pleasure working with them. And uh, when I uh, use them, I'll be sure to tell uh, anyone who asks me who made them. Well, that's... You would be left in the lobby of your little list for a minute. Uh, Just a minute of peace. While she uh, <laughs> looks briefly through the book here. There, but you're functionally by yourself. Mm. Uh, <laughs> putting it back, and then Valia would lead you a little out into town. Uh, <clears throat> up once more into I'm the... not following her down an alley. I'm not following her down an alley. <laughs> we, we, we played this game before. <laughs> Uh, staying on the north side of the area, up out of the harbor, uh, up into the Vallejo, near the Greens, near the noble district on the northeast side of the city, uh, outside the wall. Uh, she stops inside a different inn, much deeper in town. And uh, uh, as I said, I must fetch a few things briefly. And if you'll give me just a moment, I'll be right back. Yeah, very well. As inside, uh, briefly checks in with the concierge, heads in the back and comes back with what looked like a pair of very simple swords in thick wooden sheaths, almost rectangular. Hmm. There's a bundle over the under only arm that she has. Right. I was about uh, to ask why you were holding it like this. For demonstrative purposes. <laughs> it's yay big, it's a sheath sword, but she's holding it like this. Right. I... I saw how you can fight, Leader Oshin, and it's admittedly quite impressive. I was hoping you would... <laughs> slip into the freaking Chalashanka. I was hoping that you would help me practice a bit. This... Well. change... is unfortunately one that makes my... Of much of my teachings pointless. Uh, without an arm for counterbalance, I 
find myself pretty much unable to faint or even reach for the simplest of lunges. I'm... I see, I understand. I'm not sure how to defend myself with one arm. And if I'm to continue following you after the Scarlet Triad or even if it's just as far as the quarry, I won't be a burden. I understand. I say I just, I appreciate your dedication. Not many would be willing to go this far, having lost what you have. Perhaps some would say I'm a fool to take things so personally, but when somebody uses me as Razak Ilvarasma did to enact some wicked unknown ends, that's not something I simply let go. I understand. It's... I don't feel the same way on a personal, visceral level, but I can understand it. Uh, Barak and his organization have wronged me very similarly, and they've wronged many people. They have it coming to them, and if we're the ones to deliver it, then so be it. In the meantime, let me see those. Wooden training swords. Um, Obviously, I wouldn't see any real injuries come to us, but something firm and balanced enough that it's with its weight in the practice. So uh, Roisin uh, doesn't normally fight with small swords. Right. She's this giant thing. There would be short swords. So she's going to kind of pick one up and just kind of hold it in front of her face and just kind of her eyes are going to kind of blink a little bit. And then she's going to slip into an entirely different stance with the sword uh, than she's ever taken before. Um, because battle oracles get their training through basically collective memories of past swords masters. <laughs> So it's like she picks up a sword and she just remembers a master and how she Sensei. how he used it. Sword, so, no, so, sword master. It's basically I'm going like into battle. Kind of thing. It's like <laughs> I need to know how to swords. I need to know how to use a short sword now. Uh, okay, I, I got it. Um, and she'll try one sword and she'll put it down and pick a different one up and she get a different two. Oh, okay. But so it's yeah, like a two. Same thing. It's two. It's a pair of wooden short swords. Okay, I understand. I understand. It's like a pair of blunted training short swords. They're big enough. Uh, and they seem to be solid oak, though they're hefty enough to largely mirror an actual sword. Uh, but being wood, the edges are completely blunted, and it has no point. It's okay. just rounded at the end. So uh, Roisin's going to think on it for a minute, and then she's going to take a stance where her offhand is behind her, holding on to the back of her shirt. Uh, and she'll hold her stance sideways um, and practice a few poses. Yes, I think this would be the one. That's interesting. Admittedly, I've only had an hour or two to play around with ideas and theory craft, but that's something close to the best I figured out. I can't tell you where it came from, uh, but I can tell you it works. I run into the basics. Well, I suppose I've picked the right person for the job then. Uh, Lady Roisin, if that is a proper title. Uh, just Roisin. I have no noble. I'm not of noble birth. Miss Roisin, then I believe the titling would be. Miss. Yes, I'm not married yet. I suppose it would be. It's something I'm. Hopes I'm familiar with jumping through for resumes, friends. And you'd be Miss Valia. It's only proper if I extend you the same honorific courtesy. <sighs> Lady Valia Argonzasmov. Lady. If you wish the full title. Lady Valia, it is. Thank you. 
now then, um, perhaps the war cage. It's uh, the only place in town I know that has enough space and certainly isn't a pro isn't against us flailing around with various things. Uh, far across town. There's a park here in the greens. Not far. An open hill. Uh, children fly kites on it quite frequently, but there's a lot of open space. Well, we can keep an eye on the kites too, just in case. <laughs> I'll leave them plenty <clears throat> of space. Um, and Roisin is going to teach her how to fence one-handed. <laughs> Which is something she has never done before. Maybe by the power cuts. of Battle Oracle. But it's curiously Don't good worry, at it. I can do this. I got you under control. <laughs> kind of makes me think of like a divine magical matrix, like when they download the fighting styles. <laughs> Very similar, honestly. It's just Avatar. Resume um, will uh, wrap up the gloves um, for uh, True Sheik and Marshall. Uh, since he's an alchemist and he likes to work with metal, uh, she thought that they would be extremely useful to both of them. That's actually a very good idea. Thank and you. And then she'll tie up the other pair of boots uh, with a ribbon because they're women's boots, and she'll leave them for Roisin on her bed. So, last but not least, Marshall, uh, you make your way into town to this clockmaker. Across I... the bridge, uh, following along with them for most of the journey, but then yeah. forking off near the tannery. I feel horrible because I already forgot the dude's name, but I'm going to see him. Did I give you a name? No. You know, the tanner? Sure you just, did. No, the clockmaker. You did. You did. You did. It started with an A. It started with Crap, was it Aurelius? Yes. It yes. was Aurelius? It started with an A. I remember that. Yeah, it's so, right here in our notes. Right here. Right here, right here notes. in the right notes, squid. Clockmaker. I didn't yep. write that one down. <laughs> All right. So. Dang it, we're even now. So, Marshall, typical Marshall fat fashion, opens the door. Hello? Anyone here? And Door uh, flies off its hinges. It is a relatively small, very cluttered little office. Uh, fortunately, you are a dwarf, so you're not particularly tall in the first place. But I'm a big dwarf, though. You are a big dwarf. <laughs> uh, you may be too wide for the door, but you're not going to be too tall. Yeah. Uh, the building itself, uh, with a simple sign, uh, a large, like flat, almost brass plate gear hanging uh, from a horizontal rod, inside to a dimly lit, very cluttered workshop. And uh, inside on a desk spread equally with small springs and bits of metal as it is with parchments, documents, and uh, various schemata, you would see a man who is very, very tiny. Uh, a gnome or a halfling, it's not immediately clear through the incredibly bushy, largely disheveled, Kind of silvered hair, okay. both across his head and down around his face into a beard. As he looks up, he has the largest spectacles you have ever seen perched onto his face. Oh. Uh, with a loop of wire uh, across the middle of them and then another band around the back just holding them to his head. Ah, uh, welcome, of course. Uh, I, are, are you? He looks at his arm and you, and even oh, written in like poorly written like mud. On his arm. Aurelius, right? Aurelius, yes. Did you have a clock or watch or something needed fixed? Not quite exactly. My buddy Iggy, over at the war cage, sent me to see you about these. Digs around, pulls out the two giant robot arms. So large that they'd be difficult to withdraw without knocking into stuff in here. But clearly Marshall doesn't care. So you take these huge things and he kind of jumps back. And throws up his hands. Ah! Oh. Hold on. And he uh, pulls <laughs> the glasses off of his head uh, and roots around in a drawer under his desk for what look almost like binoculars. 
that he puts on and uh, starts cranking one end of them as he peers down to the end of this. Uh, these? Where did you find these? Uh, let's just say I, uh, it, it cost an arm and a leg, but you know. <laughs> uh, don't ask questions if you don't want to know the answers to. The, anyway. Uh, the Dean of the Alabaster Academy it actually paid a good coin to have these constructed. Uh, it, it's a shame to see them in such a state. Well, it, 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 it's, like I said, long story, but I was wondering if you could possibly uh, do a favor in exchange for whatever I can provide with this. Uh, um, perhaps, I, I mean, this is a, a lot of still usable material back. Uh, these were, these are complex crafts, and they seem to largely still be intact as he's kind of like moving fingers, and as he's working with it, he's clearly already completely familiar with how the mechanisms of the hands move. That's exactly uh, what I need to hear. And he's uh, he's trying different parts of it. It's in surprisingly good shape. Well, that's good. That's what I was wanted. So, I have a deal for you, if you're interested. I'll let you keep one of them for your own whatever measures you want to use them for. Just take one of them and make them uh, about human size, about yeah, big, about... Roughly, and you know, he roughly explains what he has an idea for. Because uh, I have a friend who is... Uh, I'm going to make it a human-sized alchemical gold needle hand. Yeah. I have a friend who's quite literally missing an arm, and I feel bad. So uh, I kind of want to replace it for her. You lost your arm. Let me curse you with needle hands. <laughs> well, I... Call your needle hands. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I, I don't... I'm afraid I don't have, have much use for this in its, in its current state. This was, was quite a project, though. I'm curious to know how it how it ended up here. Well, if you these want, golems? I can go back and try and fish out the rest of it. Well, these golems were only commissioned by the Academy Wait, a few weeks ago. Hmm. I'm going to have to tell the others about that. Anyway, uh, continue. I'm sorry. Marshall's like, that sounds like something someone who thinks should talk about. Well, are you, are you with the Academy? The, the, the Dean sent you. No, not at all. I'm uh, a mercenary for hire. Was it... <laughs> you can see his gears kind of good. Wait a minute. Well, well, I, I hardly see how one of these is a human-sized uh, prosthetic would be, be useful. You wouldn't be able to actuate any any of the fingers. Uh, you could hang, but you wouldn't be able to attach human muscle to the outside of these. These work through pneumatics. Well, in that case, hmm. And besides, your your hand would be syringes. You couldn't do fine manipulation. <laughs> even simple act of, uh, of well, even grabbing hold of anything would be near impossible. I, I understand, but this to... is for a friend who is very good at stopping things. Like, really good at stopping things. <laughs> well, if you... I don't want her to be able to take anything up. If, you, if you're a mercenary and you're, you're, you're hoping for a weapon... Uh, I'm sure you would find much, much better uses uh, uh, or much better uh, purposes to serve for that than the repurposed arm. This was uh, just meant for experimentation. This was simply meant to dilute and to precisely maneuver the tips of the syringes uh, for various uh, experiments or tests or productions. Uh, it was never meant to be sturdy enough to uh, to swing around like it's a, like it's a sword or a club. No, 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 no. Well. In that case, if you can't exactly make a prosthetic, a fun fully functioning prosthetic arm for it, maybe you could turn it into 
I don't know, some type of gauntlet or something. <laughs> Where, you know, like, oh, could you the imagine? Different syringes fills your shot glass with a different type of alcohol. I think it'd be better, better serve with a weaponsmith. Well, uh, everything I work with is, is traditionally much finer. What if, what if, <gasps> a giant light bulb in Marshall's head just dinged. What if you, me, and Iggy got together and made this project? He immediately gets excited. Well, uh, perhaps, but, I mean, uh, maybe, but uh, but something of this of this kind, something of this this complexity, uh, it could maybe is, I suppose, actuated by switches. Uh, it w would be an interesting design, and he, he pulls out a piece of like rough paper and starts with a stick of like charcoal, kind of like immediately sketching some stuff. Uh, I suppose I could retrofit it to a gauntlet, and you'd be able to activate. Uh, you could use individual fingers for for extension, uh, but I still could spring load this. I could even attach a greater, uh, if you wanted, as, as a collective to more of like a, a wrist loaded mechanism. Well, I was figured. I figured out. If that was the case, since the whole prosthetic arm thing isn't really going to work, because like I said, it's, I originally want to help out my armless, and what if she could still use it as like a gauntlet that can just shoot out the needles, stab them with her free hand in case she doesn't have a sword or some type of interesting toy for her to play with, and if not her, maybe one for me. <laughs> This is really it's, for Marshall because you just said free hand. It, it's certainly, it, it's certainly something that would Stop be. Stop it. Uh, well, that would be doable, but it, it would be, uh, it would, it would be complicated. This would be, uh, this would take some time to design and, and produce. Uh, most of what we have here wouldn't, wouldn't well, really be able to retrofit easily. This was all meant to work with pneumatics from a much larger internal source. Oh, trust uh, me, I know large. I can, I can make that happen. However, tell you what. What if I go back to the tower and get the rest of the parts from whatever's left of the golems and we work with it then? Would that help you? Um, perhaps. Done. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> he's, he's just out. This is why we can't have nice things. Very confused little <laughs> small engineer gnome slash halfling. Still not entirely clear because you can't see much of him in the dark room kind of squirreled behind this desk. Riding by a little bit of lamplight and the sunlight. Um, I have dark vision, sir. Do you think I care? Well, you can, but uh, I mean, you still can't see him. He's still pretty squished behind the desk. You can pretty much see his top half, some big overalls. He's even got some uh, pretty thick glove on one hand. It's not enough of him to see to even make a, a full species distinction. I guess. But well, as you run off in great excitement to go meet Trishik in the tower. <laughs> yep. Might not actually run into me. Well, I guess the golem's on the landing immediately yeah, outside yeah. the room. I well, like I said, I, my, my main purpose of this was originally to help out um, the Lady Ver Valera, right? Valia. Valia, sorry. I don't know why I said Valera. But uh, Valia, with the arm thing, since, you know, we can't really reattach her old arm. Like your finger and needle fist. <laughs> now it sounds <laughs> The most barbarian thing I've ever heard in my life. But at the same time, I was like, well, if it doesn't work and it's already large, I could just make it like a stabby <laughs> gauntlet thing. That would be really cool. You could just grow into it and then punch it. Yeah, the now we're, we're just going to make her into a Marvel lot. villain. It's like, going to be fun. I just put poison in the needles and you punch people with the needles. See? We just went off the deep poison. end. It sounds like something we should figure out. <laughs> Next session. Next, Next session, yes. But, reason why that side of the but I at least figured this would take a this would take <laughs> a process. So that's we have a I'm great table divide here. We have the heroic adventuring party on this side of the table. And the cannibals. Competent warriors, and we have these guys. <laughs> I've been sustaining myself on corpses for two days. <laughs>
But I do. Oh, oh, God, it's so good. <laughs> and leave the tower. <laughs> 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 what have you been drinking? What? He's a lizard. Skin. He doesn't care. Is that gonna last you for like two you whole days? In, I can just go out and you also have but rations. I need you the tower. I actually, I've got an entire alchemy lab. Just gonna refill your water. I you also have alcohol. rations. No, I don't. Why? Because he doesn't need them. Clearly. <laughs> I mean, my rations consist of people I've put into my bag of holding. <laughs> oh, Currently, there's no thank one in my bag of holding. For hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> Why is my good character hanging out with all of you? Because you don't see this part. <laughs> you don't know. Well, you don't see it, you don't know. <laughs> oh, Wait, God. Tiger has a point. Yes. We'll see you all. Yep. Next, next week. week. <laughs> yep, next week, guys. It is, I believe, next week is Christmas week. We have one. No, more. no, no. We, we have, have one, one more. We all are. It doesn't matter because we should be streaming that weekend anyway. We're going to do it. We're going to do it anyway. We're, yeah, we're gonna... Next week, we're chasing our quarry. I'll give you that one. That's actually, yeah. I mean, might as well. Yeah. It's not terrible. That's not terrible, and we're doing it. Next week, there isn't much left to wrap up in Contargo here, and rested and prepared as we're going to be. We still have to pursue the Scarlet Triad down to the yes. quarry. It'll take a while for word to reach them if it's some hundred miles away. But it's not going to be forever before they realize their contacts in Contargo have gone dark. We're going to find Varus. What about yes. their contacts that went to Breach Hill? We're going to do stuff to the Scarlet Triad. And maybe, at, is this actually the head of this beast? We can learn literally anything and maybe we're about what they're trying to do. We still have nothing on the Scarlet Triad. And maybe we'll I mean, cannibalize Rasheen. more of their resources. We got Rasheen so has an idea of what they might be trying to do. It may involve a magma dragon. I mean, it may involve a magma dragon. I feel like that's what but every night, evil people yes. involves. Everyone, good night, everyone. Thanks for coming. Thanks for hanging out. Same time, 3 p.m. Eastern time, uh, 12 p.m. Pacific next Saturday. Check out youtube.com slash 2perception for all of our content or uh, discord.gg slash squidish. There's always a Pathfinder conversation going on in the channels. My personal discord or the Twitter has got links to, like, everything. Things happen. We'll see you guys later. We're going to do things. We're a group of protagonists. That are we, good. we are pro-protagonists. So the good guys. I'm a contracted hitman. Thank the good you. Guys. I'm the good guy. Good.